<laughs> What's up, YouTube? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Bar podcast channel, whatever the hell you want to call it. It is the Biker Bar. That's what it is. And today, we are going to do episode five zero. Look at that. This <laughs> Episode 50. This is pretty exciting for me. I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty stoked when I saw that number. I was like, oh wow, I didn't realize that it was like a I think it's some kind of mile marker or something like that. It seems like it should be an important episode. So because it's such of an important episode, I decided to bring an important guest on today. So for those of you guys that aren't familiar with Josh, he's from the Daily Mountain Bike Rider, MTB Rider. You know, I always screw your your name up. Yours and regular guy mountain biking is it mountain biking Bi biker it's mount I, oh i see now that you said it i'm like i don't know i think it's a regular guy mountain biking anyway yes i'm the daily mountain bike rider or the daily mtb rider which i don't know if i like that as much but i'll, I'll i feel like it. you should rebrand as just daily either daily or daily mtb that's most people when they see me say hey what's up josh or or usually what i get is oh you um yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, You're that I'm not going to say a word until you tell me what I do. They're like, yeah, you make videos. I'm like, yep, that's me. That's so that's my two options. Yeah. <laughs> that Dude, guy, it's... that guy, mountain bike channel. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that guy. It's funny. You, you can always tell when somebody recognizes you and when they're like afraid to say hi to you. Like oh, you'll yeah. get that. You can see that look and, and they're like processing. Like, is that him? Should I say something? <laughs> That, that's so funny. Like, uh, literally, like two weeks ago, I'm riding with my buddies and they're like, Josh, you're the daily mountain bike rider. I'm like, you guys are idiots. I said, half the people on Galbraith, which is like Bellingham's biggest trail system, I'm uh -huh. like, half the people don't know who I am. And they're like, oh, yeah, I guarantee the next five people we see, everyone will know who you are. I'm like, fine. If you really want to bug people, <laughs> and then literally everyone's like, hey, hey, come here, come here. Hey, you, do you know who this is? And literally, there's like one guy's like, Oh yes, Josh. I'm from Poland. This is first time in Bellingham. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then like, like literally, like some old eight year olds, like, oh yeah, you're Josh. And I'm like, this is. I'm like, I swear, not everyone knows me. You guys just got so lucky to like, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah right. We just proved our point, dude. We don't need to. We just done. Um, I, I I haven't ridden with those guys since. I don't plan to ever again. So, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> You're like that's funny because now I don't know you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, normally I start out uh, the the episode and I do a little talk about who sponsored the the episode. And today, Josh is actually going to help me out with that because today's sponsor is Tasco MTB, and he has hopefully some good things to say. If not, uh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what I wanted to do is there's a, there's three of their products that I really like. First of all, they just launched a brand new pair of shorts. Have you tried the Scout shorts yet? I got one of the first sets of them. And I was like, I will tell you guys legitimately how I feel about these. Because I've never found a short that I felt was like, this is it and has arrived until I tried Tasco's. And I was like, finally, a mountain bike short made by mountain bikers like that's how yeah. i felt yeah yeah I, I really think they're probably the most comfortable pair of shorts that i've ever had yeah the the only downside that i could say is that it doesn't come with a chamois so um and they're they're on the high side of the pricing i mean they're 100 bucks so mm -hmm. for for whatever reason i'm like frugal when it comes to clothes but whenever 
you buy good ones, you actually get what you pay for. So isn't that funny, dude? Like that, that's how it is with so much stuff. It's like I don't I don't want to spend that much money on a pair of shorts. And then you actually like do and you're like, I should have done this forever ago. Right. But yeah, they 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 have like the they have like three pockets, which to me is like the two main ones, and then a little tool pocket. That, that's right. like the ideal. Yeah. They have tape seams, they're waterproof, they're actually like they're not too thick and not too thin, which I feel like we're like divas yeah. right now talking about this, yeah, but it, yeah. it, they work, man. So the the other thing too is they have two buttons on them and yeah. like the other pair of shorts that I was riding before had one and it would pop on me all the time. Like the, I felt like, like the Velcro that was around it wasn't big enough. So then I have like no booty. Right. So I'm always, my shorts are always falling off the backside of me. So I'm like trying to tighten them up so that they're not like, everybody's not looking at my ass crack the whole time we're riding. Yeah. And, yeah. And in turn of doing that, then the button on the front would pop up and it just annoyed the <laughs> shit out of me, right? And so everybody got to see my ass crack instead. So now Tasco has saved all of my friends from seeing their name written on my ass. So <laughs> that, that definitely is like the best review you can give uh, like a pair of shorts. Like my butt used to fall out and then, <laughs> and then my business used to fall out. The first short, I don't have to show the front or the back to my friends. There right. <laughs> so those of you guys that are concerned about the cost, you can swing by this link that I have up on the screen. If you're listening, it's bit.ly slash B1 Tasco. And that'll take you to the Tasco site. And I think it ha it'll have the code already in it for 15%. If for some reason it doesn't, it's Scout Biker, all capital and B1KER. So you guys could probably figure that out, save like 15%. And uh, that would be cool for me too, because I get a kickback whenever you guys buy anything. So go do that. The other thing I wanted to talk about, man, and this is going to be like the longest intro for the for for a, a sponsored show, but I really wanted to talk about their summer gloves. Have you ever worn mm. your summer gloves? Yeah, they're all it's ultralights is what they're called, right? Yeah, these things yeah. here, I, I got them. They're like recons, recons. That's what yeah, they're called. That's that sounds good to me. I should have looked that up beforehand. <laughs> they, <laughs> all, all I wanted to say is he, when he first brought these out, I saw him at like a. What was it? Uh, um, sea otter? Sea otter. Sea otter. Yeah, it was like sea otter last year. And I, and he showed them to me and I was like, oh, okay, cool. A light pair of gloves. Yeah, that's great. You know? <laughs> and you know, Nate, he's pretty happy and excited about what his new products are. And, and I was like, okay, yeah, 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 I'll check them out. And then um, he didn't give me a pair. So frugal me wouldn't <laughs> buy a pair, right? <laughs> I'm like, I don't need those damn gloves. And so he, he did give me a pair a few weeks ago. And... Uh, I wish I would have bought some like two a year ago when I saw them because they are like that comfortable. They're so light, but they still do what they're supposed to do. It's just impressive to me. And there was a couple of companies. I mean, it was Hand Up and Tasco who came out with this revolutionary glove, even though it wasn't that revolutionary, but like less padding, yeah. more grip feel. And then that is like the next version of it, which you get more grip feel. It's it's super nice. I love those yeah. for the pump track. I wear them on hot days too. Yeah, I will say like getting out of the, uh, the the sponsored by space and actually just having the conversation. I never wore gloves like that before. Like I always wore gloves that had padding that were like usually like reinforced fingers because I had like mm -hmm. in my mind I was like punching brick walls when I was riding bike <laughs> or something. I don't know what I was thinking, but but I really felt like the padding was like super important. And I remember like when those gloves came out, like hand up in Tasco, I I kind of disregarded them because i was like they're not even pads i'm not wearing that <laughs> and uh and then 
I, once again, the guy, I think it was the guys at hand up gave me, gave me a pair. And I was like, well, I, I got to try them. I mean, I got a free pair of gloves, right? <laughs> I, I got to use them now. Right. Right. And then I tried them. I was like, oh my God, I actually like these. <laughs> it's like, this is the story of my life. Like I am like so anti spending money on anything except for bike parts. So yeah. like bike clothing doesn't fall into bike parts. So like, I feel like I've heard you say something about 29ers in the same vein. So I know eventually you're going to come around. Hopefully. Oh yeah. Do, do you want to get, is that what we're going to talk about now? I mean, there's we only can, a couple things that, you know, I, you can get me talking for an hour on, but well, let's, do, <laughs> let's do it. Let, no, let's do it, man. Um, so I don't know if you're alluding to me talking about my, my chameleon. I think that's what you're doing. Hey, but, hey, 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 hard tales, hard life. I'm just saying. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. I, um, for those of you guys that don't know, I, I was pretty staunch about not liking 29ers. And I still feel comfortable in explaining my position at the time. Every time I rode one, I felt like they kind of pointed their own way through the trail. And I didn't feel like it was like me controlling the bike as much as the bike kind of deciding where it wanted to go. And I think what that really equates to is I just didn't feel like the the um like the geometry was right where it was like just felt as snappy as like a 26 and a, even a 27.5 i mean it, it's not quite as snappy as a 26 inch wheel but it was like okay i'm willing to sacrifice a little bit of that for what you get back you know like the extra rollover and things of that nature right so yeah. but the 29er i could never do it and when I got that Santa Cruz, that chameleon, it was like the first time I got on one and like the first ride was like, oh, wow. I mean, this feels good. Especially on a hardtail. Like I, and I feel like hardtails exaggerate differences, right? Because you're going to feel the difference in a rear wheel if you have a carbon or a hardtail versus a full suspension. You're going to feel carbon wheels. You're going to feel, you know, I, I think trail field downhill. And that's where 29ers, I think, shine a ton better rollability, more speed, more forgiveness, I think, too, because of that, once again, um, roots and bumps, you get caught up less, so you mm -hmm. can keep, maintain your speed and feel forgiveness, and that's that's why I fell in love with them, like, and they're they're amazing, man. I just... I, this is the fun. thing, this is the thing, though, do, do you feel like it's just, like, it dumbs down the trails, too? So, that's a super good question, um, and my answer is no, I feel like 27.5 plus dumbs down the trails and makes your bike feel less leggy, which is interesting. Yeah, I want to hear this. I'm, I'm really actually intrigued at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, to, if you really want to have the conversation, then you have to go back, right? So Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we got two yeah, hours. Yeah. So, it was, it was two hours. I thought we were on here for 10. Anyway, uh, so you go oh, back can in do time, it. yeah, when... when it was 26 and then 29 came on the scene, right? Yeah. And and this was before I really got into mountain biking, but as I've understood, like 29 inch wheels were like, this is the future, but it was right. on like cross country bikes, like like longer, lower, slacker bikes weren't out yet. And so a yeah, lot of 29 er yeah. like bikes, like the front fork would feel way too like steep. And so you'd feel over the front, it just didn't feel awesome. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there was a lot of bikes that came out with 29, but then the one that really changed the game, do you know what it was, Robert? I, it's a bike that I own the company of the bike. Really? It's evil. E the evil ah, following came out, which was the, the short travel 29er. They were the first ones? One. They weren't. No, no. I was going to say, 
Yeah, yeah. So they were the first they one that really made an impact. Yeah, and yes, so I'll agree uh, with you there, hundred percent. Yeah, and so they came out with this bike that was short travel, like aggressive geometry. Like still now, they're on the following V three, and it's not that much different than the original following. Um, and everyone, you, know, was you like, did hey. it right when you can do that, right? Yeah, exactly. You, you just be like, yeah, we don't need to change anything. <laughs> yeah, and, and, <laughs> uh, we nailed it. But everyone was like, <laughs> like, yes, like they finally like found out how to make a 29er not feel too sluggish, not feel too cross country, but like yeah. actually give you advantages. Mm -hmm. um, and then since then, like, and, and I would say, if you want to look at like where trends are going, like look at EWS racers. I don't follow EWS racing. Robert, I know you don't follow it that much, probably more than I do. No, I don't um, follow it at all. But I always tell people like name like right now or in the last three years, name an EWS rider that uses twenty seven five. You can't like almost I would say ninety five, ninety nine percent of those guys use twenty niners. You could because, actually like stump me just by saying name an EWS rider. There you go. I actually uh, don't have a single one. I mean, there were some YouTubers with me that did an EWS. So technically, we are EWS writers. Oh, uh, you're going to go down that road. Okay. <laughs> I was going to be the daily EWS writer, but I thought I might get in trouble. So right, right. anyway, uh, so the following comes out and 27.5 is taken over. 650B is taken over for 26. But as the years have slowly trickled on, every single bike company has now switched almost entirely to 29. They still make 27.5 but it's the bike that everybody rides. I think it's better for new people because it's once again, less rolling resistance, uh, free, free speed as people say. And mm -hmm. I think it's better for people who have been in the sport longer. And, and here's the thing. I'm not anti 27.5. I'm anti e-bike. We can get to that later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think 27.5 have has a, a spot and a place. Um, but I think we're going to see the market be, 70 80% 29ers in the next couple of years. I think after riding that chameleon and then since then a couple of other 29ers that I feel like they're really starting to they're really starting to how to or I'm not a little tongue twisted about it. I guess I can't <laughs> believe I'm actually going to say it but they're really starting to to dial that geometry in for the wheel. I think when they first came up the wheel they were like Oh, this should be a good idea. And, but they didn't really know what they were doing. You know what I mean? And it's like now they, they got like, they, they stopped drinking their own Kool Aid and they're like, actually, if we tweak this, like, and we do this, then it'll be better. But the thing to me about it that I like, I feel like it does dumb down the trail. And I feel like, um, then the trails are just going to get gnarlier and gnarlier to, to like overcome that kind of dumbed down feeling. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, is that a good thing? Like, can they get gnarlier and still be like, like actually good for the environment or like, are we just setting ourselves up for like every time we wreck, we lose teeth or what? But could it, could it, you are you a full suspension bike dumbs down the trail compared to a hardtail? Dude, you're a hundred percent right, man. I think a hardtail dumbs down dumbs down the trail from a rigid bike. A rigid yeah. bike dumbs down the trail from a gravel bike. So why don't we just all put on spandex and lycra and slap each other's butts and ride gravel bikes? Now that you put it like that, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, Robert! I knew you'd be like, "Yeah, you're right. Let's do this." No, that's no, a good but, point, though. That's a really good point, you know. And I guess I I think now that you put it in that perspective, to me, it's then you know. 
you choose the 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 bike for the trail that you want to how you want to have the fun you know because that's mm -hmm. definitely how i'm choosing with a hardtail it's like yeah this is a pretty messed up trail but i want to make it more difficult so i'm riding it on a hardtail and and that's where like if there's no negatives right like so for me like you might say like 29ers dumbed down a, a little bit and i won't deny that but yeah. i don't think there's any big negatives whereas with a 27.5 plus there is negatives what's you the negative to you on the 27.5 plus you have to run lower psi and so you're more likely to get a wheel slip or something or, or a tire to give out more um and, and you have less trail feel whereas a 29er you're using a same dimension tire uh 27.5 plus you have a bigger size tire so it's like less less feel of the trail more likely to get looser and like i, I don't know i i this is like not talking like this is what everybody says, but for me personally, um, I use 27.5 plus on my hardtail when mm -hmm. I want my bike to be more forgiving, yeah. uh, a little easier on on me on my body. But if I'm going to enter a hardtail race, I'm going to put a 29 inch wheel on there. Um, because, I think if it's a race, yeah, 100%, I'd go 29 just because it, it just moves faster. Yeah, and interesting, you know, some people are commenting that um, 29s are an issue for extra small riders, right? If you're five foot, I, I would say yeah. if you're five, yeah. six and under. Like so, under five seven, five six and under, yeah, a twenty nine is probably not meant for you. But they're right. now making extra small twenty nine inch bikes for guys like Seth, you know, who are five foot four, five five, and want to shred. Right, there's a sacrifice, and you have to decide if that sacrifice is worth it. Like we see in the women's EWS, these small women, shorter women, are riding twenty nine ers. But for the average shorter person, I think twenty seven five makes more sense. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Yeah. I just the standover is the the hard part, you know, to really kind of combat when you're pretty short, sure in the first place. But um, yeah, I don't know. So um, twenty seven five plus though on your hardtail, I um did the same thing on the chameleon and definitely was way more better, like way better on the back, you know, like. It feels like cheating almost. Like it, it's so much yeah. more comfortable than just a 29 inch wheel. Were you running yeah. Cushcore in yours too? I do have Cushcore front and rear on my yeah. 275 plus. Yeah. I do as well. I think it makes a huge difference in the stiffening the sidewalls of the tires. So, yeah. like where you were talking about how they roll or they give a little bit, like you can get that lower pressure on the tire, but then still have that sidewall strength. And then also, I mean, if you're listening to them, it's additional suspension as well. Yeah. And that, and that like is exactly how I felt. I had um, on my rally tokel, which is what I made my tubeless tire torture test on. A lot of people know about that video that didn't have Kushcore. And then mm -hmm. once I got it for my new hardtail, it was like, oh man, this is a game changer. Like yeah. I, I could run lower PSI, have more traction. It was just a win all around. Yeah, I really, really enjoy it for my um, my hardtail, without a doubt. The guy last week that was from um, Envy, he wasn't a, a, a tire insert like uh, enthusiast, so he kind of made me think about taking it out of my my full suspension bike. Did, now, did he give a reason why? Because what what I usually hear is people who don't run them for the front. But I have, I know very few people that would take them out of the rear. Yeah. I think he was just talking about, in his perspective, one of the main reasons that people run 
inserts is for rim protection. Yeah. And, and to me, I don't, that's not the reason I have Kushcore. Like it's, it's just like the Kushcore guys would say it's a side effect. That's an extra benefit, but it's not the reason that I put Kushcore in, in my wheels, but he was talking about it more from that perspective. And he's like, you know, of course, talking about, you know, some new changes to the envy rims that they have a little bit of a wider, I don't know how to explain the part, like where your brake pads used to rub. Like that's a little bit wider. So that way when you do have low pressure and you, you would get like maybe a snake bike that it wouldn't cut through the tire. Mm. So, um, and then I, I'm sure that it sounded to me like the weight difference as well was a reason that he didn't want them there, which I can understand, especially coming from somebody that works for a wheel company, you know, you you want your wheels to be as light as possible. And then somebody's like, thrown another half pound in it you know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and that and yeah and for me it's it, it really is a like a yes it's a rim protection but i can run lower tire pressure which means i get more grip yeah um i have more sidewall stability so i used to run like 29 psi and i couldn't get any lower for my rear mm -hmm. tire now i run 24 and i yeah. could probably go a little lower if i want to and for my front tire, and this is where I know the Kushcore guys would be like, no, I'm like, for my front tire, I'm fine without Kushcore. I yeah, still those guys it. will lose their mind if they heard that. <laughs> I, st I still run it out of respect for them because I'm like, man, they, they made such a good product. And yeah. they are telling everybody, like, please don't just run it for the rear. Yeah. But I personally, like, I can get away with still 20, 21 PSI in the front tire without Kushcore. And I, I don't notice it like I instantly notice it on the rear tire. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you're not weighting the front tire as much as you are on the rear, you know, so like, yeah, usually if you're feeling squirrely because your pressures aren't good, it's because you're feeling that back tire kind of roll on the rim, you know, at least that's the best way that I, I, I don't very seldomly have I gone down the hill and been like, oh, I feel like the pressure's a little low on my front tire. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's either it's either like it's absolutely about to fall off or like right. oh, that's fine. like that's yeah, my yeah. mind yeah you're like yeah. yeah i don't know what that sound is but it, it sounds like rocks whenever i <laughs> yeah 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 but, yeah but i was gonna say like you know to, to round off our discussion like at the end of the day for me if you're five foot eight if you're five foot seven even get on a 29er you'll never regret it and that's going to be where the industry goes. So yeah. like you'll always have the right wheel size. I feel like that it's, it's the way that they're putting their research right now. So like, no matter what, that's where they're spending their R and D money. That's what you're going to see coming out. And at the end of the day, as a consumer, like we're going to buy what's on the shelf, right? Yeah. So if they decide they're not making 26 or 27.5 anymore, like it doesn't matter how much we like it, they're going to be like, hey, well, this is what we're selling. So <laughs> true, true, true. But I think mullet bikes, especially for downhill bikes, are pretty cool. I do like I them. haven't ridden one yet. So that's I the smaller either. wheel in the back, right? The 29 yes. up front and the 27.5 in the back. Yeah, I haven't either, but I'm thinking about building one, and I'm pretty stoked on the idea. What's the what's the idea there? Well, the idea is on a 29er, you like 
when you think about going into a trail, right? Let's say you're like going into a steep section. Mm -hmm. Your front wheel gets more traction. That's why we have fatter knobs on it, right? Mm -hmm. It's the one that's directing you, which you want to be grippier and keep your speed right. going. Whereas your back wheel really just follows. Now, mm -hmm. when you're like carving into a flat, like a flat turn or a, a big berm, like you want, I mean, your, your rear tire does a lot, but then again, yeah. it really is just following the, where the front tire is picking. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too, is like for downhill bikes, if you're doing whips or getting big air, a smaller tire is more maneuverable, which is what you want for the rear. Whereas mm -hmm. a front tire is more planted. So a planted front, a more movable, move it, move itable, movable. Yeah, that's rear. a good word. Sounds there good. we go. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, to me, I'm very curious. Like I think most people, unless they're in the industry, are afraid to spend that much money to get two different wheel sizes um, because it's two different tires. It's if something goes wrong, you have two different spoke sizes. Like, yeah, but, it sounds like a mess. Yeah. And, but we'll see who knows. Yeah. Who knows? I'm sure there'll be a new, like the, there'll be another tire size yet. I'm sure. That's a hot take. Yeah. Right. Or it's only a matter of time until like the 26 comes back. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, think about it. Bell bottoms no. came back. Like, nobody ever thought bell bottoms would ever be cool again. And then they they were for a minute. And it was like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> if 26 becomes a thing again, I'll sell all my bikes and only buy e-bikes from now on. Like that, oh, I guarantee wow. it will never happen. <laughs> that was a, that was a pretty tall freaking uh order that you laid out there, dude. Dude, just try try to make 26 come back. No one's going to go for it. <laughs> Nobody's going to do it. <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, we did this once before. We ain't going back. <laughs> right? Who knows, man? Maybe the penny farthing will come back then. Right? You know what that is? I feel like I've heard it, but I don't know. It's the, the bike with the huge front wheel and the like little teeny tiny back wheel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm done with that. I'm done with that. So yeah. There is actually, I, I know I've talked about this on one of my podcasts before, but there, I read a story about a guy that rode one of those cross country, but like back when there was not freeways. Like, so could oh, you imagine wow. going like through Tahoe on a bike like that and just be, cause you're just hardcore as a MFR, right? You know? <laughs> That's like how I feel about hardtail riders. Like as a hardtail rider, it's like, you can act like it's all fun and games, but like at the end of a gnarly trail, you're like, I hate the decisions I make. And I'm sure that's what <laughs> that guy said in the middle yeah. of Tahoe. Like, why am I the way that I am? If that guy was born today, he'd be doing like ride the divide on a single speed, right? Yeah, on a single speed pixie, just like, what's wrong with you guys? Yeah, like, oh my gosh. brakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I don't I don't have brakes. I just have a fixie and just pedal backwards. <laughs> That'll be the next big thing in mountain biking, dude. I can I can feel it now. Who needs brakes? <laughs> they, they just weigh too much, man. <laughs> we didn't use brakes when I rode BMX back in the day because of that. You know? We're like, too much weight, man. They know, <laughs> grip it and whip it, boys. Let's right. go. <laughs> Let me show you how, how many pairs of shoes I can burn through using my foot as a brake. Yeah. So, those are good times, though, man. Did you ride BMX when you were younger? No, I was a skateboarder when I was younger. You were a skateboarder. You know, I yeah. could never ollie, so I was like, I'm sticking with bikes. <laughs> <laughs> I can ollie for like three years, and people are like, welcome to skateboarding. I'm like, cool, cool. Yeah, this is fun. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just tried and tried and tried. I was like, I think this is like something's physically wrong with me. <laughs> I, I feel like that's like 
I was gonna say, I feel like that's like mountain biking, like going up a hill. Like anytime yeah. you take somebody for the first time, they're like, "How do you do this?" You're like, "We've only made it a quarter mile." Like, <laughs> like you just we didn't get to it. We, we didn't get to the shitty part yet, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the parking lot still. Yeah. I haven't even got to the part where I'm gonna lie to you about how much further we have to go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And then like, that's how you can tell who's going to be a mountain biker. It's like they get done with their first ride and they're like dead tired. They're like, this sucked. And they're like, okay, I, I, I might consider doing it again. You're like, yeah, they well, were like, that was the worst day of my life. I'm buying a bike tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I say after every time I ride. It's like, I hated that, but I'm going to do it again. This is awesome. That was like, no, you, you definitely uh like were pretty good spot on there with uh, how you feel after riding your, your hardtail on a, a rocky trail. Yeah. You're like, man, that was really fun, but my God, my back just feels like it's just it's done. <laughs> yeah, for me, like, it's always, like, I'm so extroverted that I'm always, I say hi to everybody on the trail, but at the top of a gnarly trail, it's always like, you can tell people are like, oh, this guy thinks he's cool with his hard tail. He thinks he's going to have a good time. And I'm like, what's up, guys? Like, you know you're impressed. And right. then at the end, you're like, oh, my, like, I'm like, ah, oh, why did I do this? Like, I have, <laughs> I have a full suspension bike. I should have right. taken that one. And then at the end, like, they come, like, well, they're waiting for me at the bottom. Or they come by behind me. They're like, hey, how was it? You're like, oh, that was that was great, man. Yeah, hard tail. Yeah. That was fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I hate my life. Ugh. Right. The best yeah. part, though, is like beating one of your buddies on the full suspension when you're on the hardtail though it just feels so good like there's yeah. the, like no matter what like you know how you know c lock i ride with him a lot for those of you guys that don't know him um and he's got a pretty uh what would you say like a gruff persona oh yeah <laughs> A little rough. So, it just seems like a like a like he's having a bad day. Yeah, but he's actually not. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, whenever I beat him down this local trail on my hardtail, he's like, "Well, yeah, well, I beat you the next day." I'm like, "Yeah, but I beat you on a hardtail. It doesn't matter if you beat me the next day. That's great. But I beat your time on your full suspension on my hardtail. So just shut go. up. It's done. Yeah. Yeah." <laughs> That, that's like i lost my headphones yeah. you're still there i just can't hear anything that's going on well this so. is where i tell you you paid me to be on here anyway hey <laughs> welcome <laughs> oh wow just like that yeah Sweet. Send me i a talked bill. about our uh what, what's the uh like do not disclose like the uh that i you paid me to be on here anyway oh yeah uh, that's interesting but yes, no, that, that is very Whatever true. Whatever you do, that, don't cash that check. You might get in yeah. trouble. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I uh, <laughs> that's why I took my hardtail like to crab apple hits because I was like, I've never done this. I've wanted to do it. I still haven't done the whole thing, but I'm like, I want to do it, but I'll bring my hardtail first because anything I do, if I'm on a hardtail, it's like, dang, that's impressive. If yeah. I bring my full suspension bike and I like wuss out on the last jump, people are like, uh, nah, nah, nah. you got one more to do but hey yeah. the guy's on a hard tail hot dog that guy's pretty good <laughs> if you had to have one or the other for the rest of your life and that was it would you do the hard tail or would you do the full suspension i would do the full suspension yeah, i think I feel like anybody i i don't know anybody who in if they were honest would pick a hard tail yeah. i I always want a hardtail. It brings me great joy. I ride I ride my bikes 50% hardtail, 50% yeah. full suspension, but I always will pick a full suspension. I'm probably riding my hardtail more than I'm riding my full suspension bike. Then you're probably not riding hard enough trails. Yeah. Well, I think that's yeah. part of it though, is like Tahoe's just now opening up 
Yeah. So uh, as soon as we start going up into Tahoe, like it's full suspension all day long. But when we're yeah. down down here where I live in Sacramento and the NorCal area, like a lot of what we ride around here isn't like super chunky, you know? Yeah. So um and my local trails, like you can get away with a hardtail, no problem. And it makes yeah. it more enjoyable. So that's why I ride it so much. Yeah. 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 You guys have like the the like hero dirt up there for days, don't you? Yeah, it's right like perfect now is, all the time, huh? Right now is like pretty good timing, right? Like if you can get a couple of strings of like two sunny days and then a rainy evening and then like two sunny days, the dirt's just primo all day long. Because you didn't live up there like I want to say you lived in Arizona before. Yeah, I moved here from Arizona. I was in Phoenix for a year and a half and never rode mountain bikes there, which is oh, still wow. one of my biggest regrets, That's especially funny. after riding Sedona back in March. Like biggest regrets was I didn't ride mountain bikes there. Was that your first time in Sedona? Not my first time there, but my first time riding there. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So you went there for something else, but you that was your first time riding, riding mountain bikes in Sedona. Yeah, I went there you? just... Oh, dude, I Sedona to me is and I think it is like the N plus one, like every new bike is like the best bike you've ever ridden. But mm -hmm. every best place you go is the best. I loved it. Like yeah. I loved um, I think it was the festival as well as yeah. what I loved. Like in, I in think your, the event talked about the, it before. Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it's great. But um, I love that it is so different than what my trails are here. Like it's all rock and shale and like this red dry dirt. Um, I loved, <clears throat> I love that. Uh, my the first thing I did was go to the white line. I'm like, no one's here. I'll just do it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, like like that was fun. But uh, yeah, I, I watched that video of yours, and you're like, if I remember correctly, you're just like, oh, this is not that bad. Oh, this is this is really. It's it, you like made it seem like you were riding like on a sidewalk in the park and you're like, I don't see what the big deal is. And I was like, oh. Josh, seriously. Here's, here's the thing. And like, <laughs> if you watch my whole video on it at the end, I do say like, yeah, like this is a difficult trail, but in reality, the white line isn't that difficult. And anybody who's ridden it knows like, they're like, Hey, it's like, um, Eric Porter says it really well, right? Who rides for Diamondback Cess Friend. Mm -hmm. He was like, um, what is it? Uh, he says, uh, low risk, high consequence. Yeah. So it's actually not that risky because you can always like dab a foot. There's a whole like, like area that like if worst case scenario, you fell, you know, the way you shouldn't on a side slope, mm -hmm. um, you'd have stuff to grab on. Right. But the mm -hmm. chances of you doing that. Like you think about that on an off camber section, if you're riding this way, like the chances of you falling like the opposite way of towards the hill is slim to none. But if you do, there's high consequence. Yeah. Um, and so when I wrote it, like I didn't even walk out there. I'm just like, no, I'll just go for it. And as I'm riding, like I feel my knobs are like grabbing and I can feel like my rear wheel is slipping a little bit, but mm -hmm. I'm the kind of guy in my head. I'm like, okay, my rear wheel is slipping, but worse comes to worse. It completely slips out. And what do I do? I just take a step and I'm fine. Right. <laughs> or, or I just like slide on my butt and I'm fine. Like it's really not that bad. In my um, mind, the way that plays out in a, that type of situation, I could think of like Chevy chase 
in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation whenever they spray the Crisco stuff all over his sled and he just like takes off like a rocket. That yeah. that's what I would be thinking was happening if I were I don't I get like nervous watching people's videos on that trail like I'm actually standing there. Like it's like my stomach gets like I cannot handle it. It's so painful for me to watch. Dude, and and my buddy Luke was there, and he was down at the the base filming, and like me and Luke are just like idiots all the time to each other. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go do it. And he was like, dude, like this probably isn't a good idea. I'm like, whoa, yeah. like get weirdly serious. Ami's like, dude, this is like this is kind of sketchy. I, I wouldn't do it. I'm like, shut up, dude. <laughs> like, like you have children, Josh. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people have told me. But yeah, at the end of the day, like I, I will stick to I. I here's the thing, and and like hear what I'm saying. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Right. I don't think the white line is that hard. I think anybody who is an avid advanced mountain biker is going to be totally fine and have a good time. You have to have experience with the rock rolls or else you're going to have a terrible time. Right. Um, but I also, in that same vein, I think most people will choose not to do it and should not do it. Yeah. And so like, and I say that by like, most people will look at it and go, I don't want to do that. And I would tell people then don't do it. If you're not yeah. comfortable, don't do it. If you're an advanced writer and you're like, yeah, I think I got that. Then you'll do great. You'll be fine. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to go up there and just see it in person. I know that, that like, I know myself, there's absolutely no way I could ever ride that trail unless like I go to hypnotherapy and like somehow completely forget how I'm afraid of heights, like deathly afraid of heights. I just know from like other trails that I've been on in Sedona that I'm, I, that's just, that's not in my, in my carts, but I'd love to see it in person just to like really get an understanding of like how bad it or, or how good it is. You, you know what I mean? Cause like some of that stuff, like the GoPro effect is real. Right. So yeah. like, you could get up there and be like, dude, it's hella flatter up here than it actually looks. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I want to like understand it, it in person. I just don't even know if I could walk out there from what I've seen on videos. And for me personally, I thought in real life, it was easier than what it looked like on a GoPro. Yeah. And that was one of the first times I felt that now. So for the white line, you have the traverse out and then you have the down part and then you have yeah. the traverse back. The traverse Re back Realistically, is the, the down is the, that's the, that's the, that's the, the kicker right there. Right. Yeah. There's like a step up in the middle of the first traverse too. I think that's kind of a, a funky. The part. first traverse is like that. That's where you decide if you're going to do it or not. And that's pretty mm -hmm. intimidating. The, the turn in the downhill, that's where if you don't have experience riding a slab or a rock, yeah. you're going to have a terrible time. Yeah, it's not going to be good. And it's one of those things like, like me, when you I, say I, terrible, like you're going to go over the cliff and like, oh, yeah, oh. like you're you're going to die. And <laughs> like anybody filming is going to be like, I'm going to make millions on YouTube. For this idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you if you have experience and you, I had to tell myself like, hey, I've seen so many people do this. I know mm -hmm. I can do this. It, it, my brain is telling me I'm not going to stop, but I know I'm going to stop. And sure enough, I stopped like that's like, and that's where it comes. Like once again, if you're advanced in your experience, you'll be fine. If yeah. you're not that, that is what would hurt you. I'm trying to think I've been, I've seen a couple people do big slabs that didn't have mm -hmm. the skills for it. And there's nothing more terrifying than that because they go way too fast. Their bike yeah. always goes flying and it's, it's scary. Yeah. You have to get that break right for slabs. 
you know that that's the one thing that i know whenever i first started some of the bigger rock rolls in tahoe like my my back brake would end up sliding or like my back wheel would slide out on me so it's like yeah. i'm not using enough front brake or i'm just grabbing that too much because i'm like scared out of my mind i don't know what it was you know what i mean yeah and and that's where what, what's caused that? i don't even know do you know what causes that what would the what would make my rear rear wheel slide out probably just too uh, much rear brake yeah i mean the the reason your rear wheel wheel slides out is because all of your weight is on your front wheel yeah and so you need to break like 80 to 90 percent with your front brake yeah and then like 20 to 10 in your your back brake and so literally yeah. like for me like i'm like fully pulling my front brake until i think it's gonna like slide out which is a lot of brake yeah um, and the back wheel i'm just barely pulling on so that's yeah. why yeah. I just go faster now. I'm like, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think what a lot of people don't realize, I saw this in Sedona uh, with uh, Shane, the crashing dad and RC outdoor gold. Um, those guys got super intimidated on a pretty steep rock slab. Mm -hmm. And a big thing that I noticed was their body position. When we get afraid on something steep, we lean backwards and that puts more weight on the rear wheel, which is mm -hmm. not where your weight should be. Like it, mm -hmm. it's like they lacked the confidence to like be neutral on the bike, mm -hmm. which way heavy, like way heavily weights your front wheel. Mm -hmm. And so for, for a lot of people, that's what I think happens too. It's like the fear gets inside of them and they're not in the ready stance. Yeah, and that, that makes well. sense. No, that totally yeah. makes sense. That's probably what my problem is. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared. Don't be scared. It's okay. Guy. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, um, Back to, I guess we were talking about Sedona and what I love about that place. The uh, the festival itself, I think, is just as good as the trails. And I think yeah. that's what makes that place so fun. And like Sealock, ever since we went, he's like, dude, we got to go back. Let's go back. And I'm like, no, man, I don't want to mess it up. Like right now, I look forward to that event all year. If I start going there when it's not the event, then it's going to lose its charm, right? I don't know. At least that's the way yeah. I feel about it. Yeah. And it's funny. I talked to Jeff Kendallweed a little bit before I went and he goes to Sedona a lot because he has like <laughs> relatives that live there. And he's like, yeah, like Sedona's fun. And, but then I went there, I'm like, man, like it is the festival. Like it is yeah. the environment of like all your buddies and hundreds and thousands of people everywhere who love what you love, yeah. like just hanging out, having a good time. Like it makes a yeah. huge difference. Yeah, and I think the festival is like big enough that it's like, hey, there's some cool stuff to go look at, but it's not like Sea Otter big where you're like, there's just too much, I can't handle it, you know? Like, you you know what it is is it's <laughs> this maybe this sounds bad, but it's like Sea Otter without the stuff that mountain bikers don't care about. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> if, if you right. take cross country and gravel yeah. and like all that out of it, like that's like more than I would already half of sea otter yeah. or not more and that's what makes it so internationally drawn in but if you just yeah. take mountain biking like enduro riding like yeah. what sedona offers that's yeah. like everything you want in one place when i think it's cool because it's like you can get on fun even if you just ride the little quarter mile trails that are right in the event and that's it even if that's all you rode the whole weekend you'd still have fun You'd have a like, good time, man. But like you can go from that to like you can pedal out of there and get to stuff that's like top of your skill level. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Real easily. And where if you're at Sea Otter, like, let's be honest, like there's no good riding there. Like, like the only good riding is like an hour away from there. You know, it's like 
when I when I went, like Paul the punter didn't bring a bike. He's like, Yeah, I don't need a bike. And I'm like, What? And so of course yeah. I brought mine and raced and I was like, Yeah, you don't need a bike. Like yeah. unless you're gonna go to Santa Cruz. Yeah. There's, there's. I think I said the same thing to you because you were like, "Are you riding?" And I was like, "I don't think I'm going to bring a bike." But if you want to ride them, if you want to ride Santa Cruz, I will. (laughs) Yeah, and I just like I, I, my brain was like, "Why would a mountain bike festival be at a place where no one likes to ride?" And then half the people were in spandex and like slapping each other's butts, and I was like, "Oh, okay, (laughs) I see what's going on here." I'm gonna get so much hate mail. Like. All we do is slap each other's butts. I'm like, well, that's what I would do if I was wearing latex. So, sorry, Wait, you upgraded them from spandex to latex too. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oops. Oh gosh, uh, this is this is awkward. Oh, that's uh, just you, great. You need to make a little video about this. Just how Josh really feels about road bikers. <laughs> right? Just clip it all together. Like, oh gosh, it'll just be it's- you saying slapping butts for like thirty seconds. <laughs> Sort of like that, sort of like that old infomercial. You're gonna love my nuts. It'll be like, you're gonna yeah. my butts. You're gonna slap my butt. Yeah. Why, why don't you ride road bikes, Josh? I just don't want people to touch my butt that much. You know, I don't like the I don't like latex either. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, what kind of road bike are you riding? Well, some people pay for that in Amsterdam. Spandex, spandex, not latex. Uh, but anyway, no. Yeah, Sedona was was everything I wanted, and yeah, and somebody commented too, and I totally agree. Like the festival makes Sedona great, but like if you just went to Sedona and rode bikes, it would still be 10 out of 10. Like the trail diversity, it's awesome. The only thing that I can say is we had a a, like a a running joke in our last trip about Arizona downhill. And Arizona downhill is like 60% climbing. So (laughs) (laughs) that's the only thing. So true. That's so true. You're yeah. like, oh, I finally made it to the top. I'm going to go down. You're like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you. All right, everybody, get ready to go down. Uh, keep those saddles up. Let's go. <laughs> but no, it's definitely, definitely fun. I, I um, look forward to that event every year. I, I'm I'm sad to think that there's going to be a year that for some reason I'm not able to go, you know, and until then, I'll just keep enjoying it. But And Phoenix oh, wow. is great riding, too, so... And it's a shame I didn't get to ride there when I lived there or this yeah. last trip. But um, no, like, actually, that's funny that you talk about the uphill and the downhill. Um, because here in Washington, every trail, almost, you put your saddle up, you're on a fire road or you're on like an awful climb and you just go upward and like the lowest three gears. And then you turn around, drop the saddle and you use your lowest three gears to go down for like yeah. 10, sometimes 20 minutes, like a 20 minute right. downhill. Um, and so what I rode Bentonville in October when, when it was awful for, uh, outer, outer bike. And then I oh, rode yeah, Sedona. That was super, super wet and muddy and yeah. And like, people would always like talk about like, I, and you and I've had this conversation with other people as well. It's like, would you rather have modern suspension or a dropper post? And I heard all these people are like, Oh, a dropper post. I'm like, you guys are lunatics, right? Like <laughs> you can just drop your saddle. Then I went to Sedona and it's like, yay, time for the downhill. And then like two minutes later, I'm like, why am I pedaling up a super steep incline? Right. Or, <laughs> right. Like hang hangover. Like hangover yeah. is like, I think you feel hungover afterwards because of how much pedaling you have to do while going downhill. You're I like, always oh, that mix, was 
I don't know if that's the, I don't know which one's which Highline or Hangover. I, I rode one of those H1s last time. I can't remember which you one. Rode Highline. Uh, you rode okay. Highline. You would have never forgotten, for, forgotten, forgotten the name if you rode Hangover. <laughs> yeah, we took Joseph on Hangover and I felt bad afterwards. That's how bad it was. You know, honestly, I rode Highline and a bunch of people told me that, oh man, that's a lot of exposure up there. There was like zero exposure that bothered me. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Highline. Like, I, yeah. I think it's double black, but I think it's very friendly. Like, yeah. anybody can go and have a good time and skip a couple features. But Hangover yeah, yeah. is not friendly. It's very it's unfriendly. Yeah. Oh, okay. I have to definitely check that one out in my uh, never-do list. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, if you're just like, if you wake up that morning and you're like, I don't know why, I just feel like kicking myself in the nuts a couple times. Right. Like, go right Hangover, and that'll be about what it feels That's like. How I felt about Highline, honestly, I felt like it was like not as. I felt like I've ridden other things in Sedona that were more fun altogether than the couple of spots of Highline that were really fun. And then, Did plus you? getting out of Highline, we had to come back up this trail called Templeton, which <laughs> is exactly like what you just said—like a big kick in the nuts, especially after like at that point we'd been riding for like four days straight too. It was like, yeah. oh, I'm done. Like, I'm like, I don't even know why I'm doing this sport right now. <laughs> I, I literally was just going to ask, did you climb out of after Highline or did you do the smart thing and have somebody park at the bottom? Yeah, bottom. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> yeah, me and RC did that. And I was like, I like Highline. And he's yeah. like, dude, if you climbed out, you would not like it like you do yeah. right now. <laughs> I think, um, I, I don't know. Did you ride uh, Slim Shady while you were there? I didn't. Yeah, if you do, there's like go like park at the beginning of slim shady, you go out slim shady the whole way, come back on some trail. I think it's called easy breezy. And then you'll, you'll like kind of ping your way back over to the middle of slim shady. And then you'll do the other half of slim shady that you climbed at the beginning. You'll do that on the down back to the car. And that's a really fun loop. Like it's just yeah. playful. It's not like super intense and like technical. It's just like, the right amount of speed, the right amount of drops, the right amount of like things that are, you're just like, dude, that was, that was an awesome time, you know? Yeah. And so. that, and that is like, that's what mountain biking is about, right? Like, yeah, it's a fun mix of stuff. Not just like, yeah, definitely terrible techie climbs like yeah. hangover was, but yeah. I, but once again, I'm an odd duck. I love that. I love climbing. Like I really do. So I don't mind it that much, but when you're on a four day trip, it's very nice not to have to climb. Out. Yeah, you would have you you would have enjoyed uh, being an Arizona mountain biker then, because that's the one thing I noticed. Those guys all like to climb techie stuff. Yeah, like it's like kind of thing. Like I think it's their thing because they don't have any shade, so they're like, <laughs> we we gotta we gotta make this more fun somehow. <laughs> Our brains are baked by the sun anyway. Let's, uh, let's try to climb that. That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah, and that's like I I don't. Like I thought I knew what techie climbs were until I went to Sedona and I'm yeah. like, I literally was like, have you been downhill? And then you answered that question <laughs> and the answer is like, no, yeah. but I'm like, like go ride Downeyville and then go to Sedona and like, you'll see like a steep, like it looks like a, a stairway that you can try to climb up on your bike. And you're like, why would I do that? If I can go ride downhill for like 20 minutes straight. Right. Up, right. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Yeah, the riding here, I mean, you've ridden in my area uh, as well, but like the riding here is kind of like what you explained. It's usually like a big, like grinding climb and then a long payoff, you know? And so yeah. when you ride somewhere back like that, 
story or back east where it's just punchy you really realize how important that dropper seat is yeah because it's just like you're it's up it's down it's up it's down you know you're just like you're like holy cow man this thing's getting worked you know yeah and, and i would do fine in trails like that like you know someone said austin or i know like the midwest mm -hmm. even it's like yeah like i i am the type of person that's like find the beauty and wherever you're at right yeah. like find what's good about it but then again comparatively like once again i'm in the pacific northwest it's like the mecca the motherland yeah like, yeah if i had a choice i'm gonna pick the slow climb up and long yeah. descent down yeah yeah no i mean to me it's like it's it's fun too you know that's you, you end on a downhill there's some places around here where people are like you have to end on an uphill kind of like demo we were talking about demo earlier oh yeah demo is like for those of you guys that don't know it's this it's called sequel demonstrate demonstration forest and it's down in the santa cruz i guess you would call mountain hills i don't know what they are they're probably mountains so uh um some like a coastal range or something anyways there's like it looks like the pnw there when you're riding like it's like a bunch of ferns and pretty good dirt but it's like a nasty climb into the trails and a nasty climb out like you climb both sides of it i don't know how it's possible <laughs> to climb you, in and out but you do do you I, so i've never ridden demo which is a shame but do you park like halfway basically then essentially yeah yeah you kind of yeah like, so you like pedal up go way down and then pedal yeah, back up yeah, yeah 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 that sounds terrible well and what usually ha usually happens is you kind of like do two there's two main trails that people do it's the flow trail and the the braille trail and so what you'll do is you'll come down flow and then you'll end up kind of climbing back up to the top of the mountain again to come down braille and then you'll climb out and at that point you're just like if you do that like all of that climbing it's like a four thousand foot day really like, yeah yeah it so like i will usually cheat my way up the first climb we'll we'll take a, sec a car up there yeah and they they just put in a new gate which kind of like doesn't let you get all the way to the top anymore but even at that it's still going to be like a 2500 yeah. foot day if you do braille and and flow like a four thousand foot you mean no like 2500 foot if you if you drive the first climb that's that's a lot man yeah no it's a big day it's a big day and there's not supposed to be e-bikes out there. You see people all day long on e-bikes. So with Robert, that, with let's that, let's get into it. E -bikes. <laughs> so let's, I, I know, um, shut up and ride does a, a little podcast interview and he was like pretty proud that every like mountain bike YouTuber was pro e-bikes except for one who was the one, you know what? <laughs> Since we're talking about e-bikes, I'm going to say I have no idea who this shut up and ride guy is. I don't care if his name's Mike or Matt. I don't care if he's a professor at a college or he's a hobo. E-bikes suck. No, I'm just kidding. I love Matt. Um, yeah, I – so let's start with this. You just nailed something so perfectly. You said e-bikes aren't allowed at demo, and Correct. you see e-bikes all the time. My local trails – um that people complain all the time why do i like on facebook why do i keep seeing e-bikes aren't they aren't these not allowed turns out they're absolutely not allowed but everyone and their brother has one up there and my question is why like why 
is it a good idea to have an e-bike? Like, let's just start with that question. All right. What is the point of an e-bike? Do you want me to play like good cop and you play bad cop or something like, is that what we're doing? Uh, Cause yeah, I can yeah, tell you the argument, the argument that people that I hear most of the time is you can cover more miles in less time. Yeah. So they're like, absolutely. they're like, they're like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a new father and I only get, you know, two hours to ride so I can go out and get bang out 30 miles instead of six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Great point. Right. So it's like, yeah, I'm a new father. Therefore I can get more time on the trails or yeah, I'm a busy person. And so then I can get more out of the trails. Right. What's, what's like mountain biking is it's fun to go down, but like it, it's about the community. Right. It's about building and maintaining the trails that you ride and e-biking basically takes that culture and craps on it. Right. Like, even if your friends have an e-bike, like, you know, I have so little time. I'm just going to go get like, you know, five laps in and the time it would normally take me to do two. And then I can say, screw it and go do my own thing. Okay. So you're just basically, you're taking the good out of a sport and abusing that and like not doing the rest. That's good. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's about community. It's about camaraderie mm -hmm. and like, yes, one day everybody might have an e-bike, mm -hmm. but like I, I see a lot of people solo on e-bikes just trying to like get hot laps in. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, and again, like, I don't know. Yes, you can do more laps, but do you need to do more laps? Like, is that is that really that for, helpful? For me, the, the spot where I, I, I think about it as being like really fun. Did I take you to Auburn when you were here? I can't remember if we rode Auburn. I did not, not ride Auburn. Okay. So Auburn has like a, a a pretty good like it's like a three mile climb at this one section. I mean, there's like probably fifty miles of trails there, but there's this loop that a lot of people do. It's like three miles up and three miles down, let's say, right? And there's also some like shoot off trails that you could do that go down in a different direction into an OHV park. And sometimes we'll we'll shuttle that, you know, just like, hey, we want to have fun today. We're just going to shuttle this up and down. And I feel like if I had an e-bike, then we wouldn't have to shuttle. Like we could yeah. go up there and we could do laps and have that like that kind of day and not be like, you know, shuttling around, you know, for hours. At the end of the day, you know, you may, maybe did five laps, but you spent like two and a half hours in the car, like driving up and down a hill, right? Like resetting cars and stuff. Yeah. So like, and to me, like that's where I feel like it would be really fun in, in that kind of circumstance or where it would be like, so instead of us spending all that time in the car, maybe we got, you know, six or seven laps in and, and actually we're pedaling the whole time. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, th and that's where like, I'm, I'm not an idiot. Like I'm not, somebody's like, what's this guy problem? He, guy's problem. He doesn't want to do more laps. I'm like, no, of course they want to do more laps. <laughs> that's why I go to a bike park. Right. That's yeah. like set up for that. But, um, and that's, that's my thing, right? Like we have bike parks that take away all the climbing. Park. Yeah. And, th and that's a shame. Like you should like, they're not too, uh, yeah, it's a drive. But anyway, that's like solves the problem. Like, do we really need to take the bike park? aspect and bring it into our local trails yeah or like like for me like we have a lot of climbing here in, in the pacific northwest there's two areas um one's called chuckanut that you can shuttle uh but a lot of times the road is closed because there's like a wash away like there is now and i'm like mm -hmm. yeah you know what it would be nice to have an e-bike to be able to do more laps another mm -hmm. one is um just recently a legalized trail um and there's might might 
the other trails there. I won't name what it is, but like, that's one area that's like, literally it's a 2000 foot climb up and there's mm -hmm. a road. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, an e-bike is way more advantageous there. I mm -hmm. want to say e-bikes might be allowed there. I don't even know. But like, yes, I get it. For that, it would be fun. But then again, like part of me like likes the workout, likes the difficulty. And that's the thing. Are we taking yeah. away all the difficulty in e-bikes or in just making it where people can abuse the system more? Or Have, are you, have you ridden one? Have you ridden one on a trail? I haven't. And I... I I've always said like, I'll never ride an e-bike. I think I would like, I, yeah. I would like to try one. I, I but I know it's going to happen. It's going to feel fun. It's going to be yeah. great to get to the top, but it's not going to feel as fun going down. Cause it's a heavier bike. We yeah. talk about like plowing, like you plow on those things. Cause they're so fat. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, specialized new one is only like 37 pounds. And it it's costs not... $37,000. <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, it's not. So, I mean, you're going to see that weight continue to drop. The battery technology is going to get better. The weight's going to continue to drop. And some of that weight in the spot that it's in is not that bad. Like, I know when I rode the Zero, the Zero bike doesn't have a battery, but it does have a gearbox, which is weighing a lot of weight. And it's there in the center of the bike. And that thing, I have never felt so confident in corners as that as that bike because the way that weight was it just like it felt like having a keel on yeah. on the turns you know well and and you and, uh, on the um zero you don't have as much weight on the the back and so yeah. that makes it lighter for your suspension too so yeah, that feels yeah. great yeah and here's my thing and like i know e-bikes are our future they're not going away they're yeah, you're just like, become... I'll just talk about 29ers. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I, once again, I typically, I'm not a slow adopter. I'm usually an early adopter. I, uh -huh. I love, I, I pre-ordered my Tesla truck. I have a one wheel, which is like electric. I love electric stuff, but for some reason e-bikes, like I know they're coming. I know the trains left the station and there's no way we can get it back. And one yeah. day everyone's going to have an e-bike, but I'm just I'm not sure about it, man. I'm just not sure. I, I feel like it's just going to be another another one in the stable. I don't necessarily feel like it's going to like stop us from buying bikes that don't have a battery. You know what I mean? Like, you really think that it'll get to a point where like you can't find a regular like chain bike, you know, <laughs> like a regular yeah. pedal bike, you know? I, I do because if if it is you know, a three pound difference of a uh, five pound difference. Mm -hmm. And, and the price take comes down because of new battery technology, yeah. right? Are you really like if 90 or 80% of people, like if the price difference is like 500 bucks or like, let's mm -hmm. say a thousand dollars is the difference. It's, it's a lot of money, but a uh, nice YT is $2,400. If you can get the same spec with an e-bike, you know, engine whatever they call them yeah yeah whatever it is like thirty four hundred dollars and it's only three pounds heavier every single person is gonna buy the e-bike yeah i think the only thing yeah that makes me sad to think about like honestly it does because i agree with you man there's a certain like regardless of of my 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 belly it, it may be hard to believe but i enjoy the climbing i enjoy that like that part of the ride where you feel like you really truly accomplished something. And I don't feel like I would get the same feeling from the mountain, from the e-bike. I like, I feel like I would have fun, but I don't yeah. feel like I would be feel so accomplished. Like you wouldn't like, 
like it's like driving to the top of a mountain to see the view versus like hiking up there like you're but, like dude i'm i earned this you know <laughs> but i don't know if you've seen robert like the data is in and that's actually not true um e-bikes allow you to cover twice the distance but at the end of an e-bike ride versus a regular ride you burn the same calories yeah so you just get to ride twice as much so just yeah. imagine you burn half the calories going uphill and then you have so much energy you do it again yeah so you burn the same amount get twice the downhill i i totally understand what you're saying i still don't feel like mentally that would make me feel better and and this is where i am sane enough and not naive enough to realize like that is the future yeah, even yeah. if i'm not stoked on it even though yeah. i do like do you agree with me though show. like do you would you feel that way too like um, would, do you feel like you would be satisfied that you did two laps because and you're like same fitness out of it or like like to me i feel like it's like you put the sweat equity in to get up there and i feel like with the motor it's like it's kind of like uh man. once again like if oops if you told me like hey you're gonna get twice the laps and yet burn the same calories in the same amount of time i personally i wouldn't care i'd be like yeah. okay yeah so then then why the hell do you hate e-bikes dude <laughs> you just explained to me why you're totally okay with them but then you're like i, no, but I, hate them. <laughs> I did not say i'm okay i said i know this is the future why am i not okay with them i think it's for the I, second to the downhill mm -hmm. the thing i enjoy most about mountain biking is and this this is getting real deep but like mm -hmm. this is just who i am we live in an instant gratification culture mm -hmm. that hardly ever slows down to smell the roses and enjoy people. When else in your life do you get to spend a half hour or an hour where everybody who you're hanging out with doesn't check their phone, isn't distracted by anything else out in the middle of nature, like just talking to you? Like you can't find that in almost any other industry I'm, I'm going to cut and you off right here. What? I never get to talk to anybody whenever we're climbing because they're <laughs> like, like two miles in front of me, dude. <laughs> Robert, hurry up. Like, I mean, like, that's that to me is like what m mountain biking is about. Like, it's like I'm looking at these comments and I'm like, the fact that I got to meet half these guys who are listening and I know yeah. their face and I know a little bit about who they are and they do to me too. I'm like, that's what I love about mountain biking. Like yeah. it's not, if it was just about the trails, will we still do it? Yeah. But it's about the people that make it way more fun. Everybody knows when you go with somebody else on the trail, you're going to have twice as much fun. Right. Yeah. So like to me, I, my concern is e-bikes might lose that some. And currently for me, because of the price point for yeah. most people, they don't have them. And so for me and my friend group, nobody I know has one. And as soon as yeah. they start getting them, I'll get one, but I'm going to be like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like in that spot too, where it's like, man, that's a that's an expensive bike to have that I'm not gonna ride all the time, right? You know, you would ride it all. I would ride it if I. And that's the other thing is like, why have I never tried crack cocaine? Because I know I'll probably like it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, then I'll I'm have to try heroin. I didn't want to do yeah, that exactly. either. <laughs> like, like I'm not dumb. Like I know it's gonna be like, oh, I love this. I can yeah. get way more laughs. But then again, like. Is that do I want to be the guy that's just like e-bikes, 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 e-bikes? It's like, nah, not yet. Maybe one day. I think the other end of it though is like 
you have to like come to that decision collectively with all your friends that you ride with. Yeah. Because it, it's not like, like, cause otherwise what's going to happen? Like I'm going to get on my e-bike and now I'm going to wait at the top of the hill for 35 minutes for all my friends. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't sound fun. No, you go to the top, ride down, <laughs> cuddle back up, down. meet him at the top. Like, oh, what'd you guys talk about? I don't care. Okay. Let's go down. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God, you're selling me on it, dude. I'm getting rid of the Bronson now. I'm putting that thing <laughs> on Craigslist as soon as we're done. <laughs> it's like you're equating e-bike riders to XC guys. I'm like, yeah, that is exactly how I feel about cross-country riders. <laughs> they wear spandex slash latex, right? They don't give an F about anybody else because all they care about is Strava, Strava, Strava. And they have like this weird little like cult, and that's what e-bikes are right now. They don't they they just like all right when they fly by you there it's all of them have to hang out together because nobody else is cool enough for it and they don't care about you they just care about getting laps 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 i think the thing that, i think the thing that slows them down it will be uh the trail advocacy stuff i can't say that word very well but yeah. um i think what you'll see is some of these parks that have no e-bike rules out there like enforcing it and that's what's gonna like stop people from like maybe gone all in, you know, and until they can fix that kind of thing for um, trail access. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's a big a part of it. And, and that's where, you know, what a lot of, I, I've seen people comment talking about, Hey, I'm a diabetic. Hey, I'm a 65 year old woman. Hey, I had brain surgery. Like I know somebody that had brain surgery and they mm -hmm. didn't, just don't have the capacity or lung problems. Like, all those people, I'm like the biggest advocate in the world. Go buy an e-bike. Yeah, go enjoy what other people yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, go talk to guys on e-bikes. Nine times out of ten, oh, I can get way more laps on this thing. Oh, it's yeah. way easier, right? Yeah, and yeah. Robert, you nailed it. Like trail advocacy. Like, and here's what people don't realize: most of the guys building the trails aren't on e-bikes because they spend more time building the trails. Yeah, and. When more people ride trails, the more time you have to spend fixing them. Do you really yeah. want people riding your trails more? And people with e-bikes, for a lot of people that I've seen, I know this isn't everybody, they just don't put in the work. And yeah. that's the thing. If you're looking, if you're looking to be a weekend warrior to get a quick fix of a sport and you're not willing to put in the hard time to maintain it, that to me is what e-bike culture is about. And that's that is why I'm so against e-bike. It's not yeah. the people who desperately need it. It's the average weekend rider who doesn't give a rip is just going to do twice as more damage and not be willing to put the hard work in to help fix it. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people um, don't do trail work though. And I think yeah. that's, um, I, I can say like even myself, like I definitely don't give back to the system as much as I take from it. And I think that as I've gotten older and like been able to, kind of maybe free more free time because my kids aren't so young and stuff like that like it's definitely something that i'm doing more of or like joining some kind of group that you can pay some money to at least pay pay your way into it you know but i i do think that that's something that's really important for our sport that a lot of us are always like just kind of take it for granted you know like how all that yeah. poison oak get cleared up on that trail? I don't know. It just goes away every spring. It comes out for like a couple of weeks and then it just disappears. 
and and I'm in no way a saint on this issue. I feel like <laughs> if the world is like, uh, have you ever seen the movie Wally, where it's like the future where yeah. everybody's like riding around, like fat, yeah. and, fat yeah. and happy, right? Oh, I love like, it. Yeah. I don't. I don't feel like I'm fit as a like when it comes to trail building. I'm not the primary example, but right. I'm like a guy who's like, hey, the last year has changed my life, and I realize like how important yeah. this is, and I hope other people realize it. Yeah. And um, and people said like very few people do trail work, and it's like that's the thing, man. And here's the thing, like, th let me get on my soapbox for a minute. Yeah, let's hear it. What videos on YouTube are doing the best right now? It's all about trail building. But all the trail building that goes on is like Seth, both Seth Alvaro on his private property, Seth Bike Hacks. Mm -hmm. There's the other Seth who has like property. Oh, in, it's uh, Seth's Bike Hacks, by the way. I apologize. I screwed but that up guys... on, on the show that I had him on. So, <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, these guys are building really cool stuff and everyone is just like, they're like clicking away every time. Like, I can't wait to see what you built. Yeah. And when I watch that stuff, I'm like, this is so cool. But you know what? What's more cool? To build something new that nobody else has built or to maintain something that everybody enjoys? And, yeah. and not only that, nobody's built it and nobody's allowed to ride it. And yeah. for some reason, we get like, we cut our teeth on this new stuff because it's not sexy to maintain a trail. But right. like, where's the video of the people going into an old trail that has great bones, making mm -hmm. it great? And now anybody who visits that area can come and explore it. Make that great a grant. Yeah, that <laughs> hey, I'm out anyway. But that, like, <laughs> you know, and, and Eric, my buddy up in, in BC, you know, he's building a new trail, but it's going to be open. I'm like, I think uh -huh. it's going to be open to everybody. I'm like, that's rad. Like, to me, yeah. I'm like, that, that, that right there, whether people realize it or not, you are creating the culture that you want to see. Like, we are embodying what we want to see. And what I'm embodying is I don't want people to ride e-bikes because I don't want them to take advantage if they're healthy, normal people. And I want people to pay to play. Or, mm -hmm. pay, sorry, yeah, pay to play for what they Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah. Interesting. So yeah. Um, what's been keeping you busy lately, man? <laughs> COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have, yeah. A, you have a, a newborn as well, right? Yeah, so I uh, I have two kids. I've been married for eight years this month, which is pretty. Oh, rad. dude, congratulations, man! Yeah, uh, my son is three and a half, and he just recently has figured out pedals. He he's like been on a, one of those Strider bikes, but now oh, he's sweet. Like, he's pinning it on the pedals. He loves it. Um, oh, that's awesome. And then yeah, I have a five month old, so but that's that's been a majority of my time. Um, yeah, yeah. So has that then, affected the channel? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I went into my daughter being born realizing, hey, I'm going into the second year of sponsorship. Um, I have a full-time job. I uh, Robert knows I have a full-time job. A lot of people don't realize that. I think people think that I just do full-time YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that that takes up a lot of time and is continually taking up more time. So with my job and my family, YouTube has become the thing that it's like, I love making videos. I love the mountain bike community. Uh, but for right now, it's been most important to do those other two things mm -hmm. much more. Yeah. That's good, though, man. I mean, like, they're only little once. And I can yeah. tell you that you don't realize how fast it goes until they're, like, 21 years old. And you're like, holy crap, what happened? Like, yeah. my son's going to turn 21 on his next birthday. Like, he's going to be old enough to have a beer with me at the bar. Like, That's that crazy. blows my mind. 
You know what I mean? Because like in my mind, like I can like snap. Like if I was to like put time to how long it feels since he was a newborn, I'd say like eight years, maybe. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like it doesn't feel like like twenty. You know, so it, it's definitely crazy that way. And it, yeah. I think that I, I can totally understand now, like why grandparents like treat their grandchildren the way that they do. Yeah, because it's like it's like dude, I, you, you, once you've gone through like your kids totally growing up, you realize how important those times are. But when you're in the, that time, you're really fixated on like, just trying to make it through it. Right. Yeah. You know, or you're like fixated on the next thing. You're like, like when your baby's born, instead of you being like, man, this is just awesome. It just sleeps on my chest and, and, and we can just hang out on the couch and it just sleeps. And this is great. You're like, when's it going to sit? When's it going to say a word when, you know what yeah. I mean? So you're like, you're like always like, kind of like pressing on to this next thing. Like, Oh, it'll be cool when my kids can actually go hiking with me. Oh, it'll be cool when my son can get on the trail with me. Oh, it'll be, you know what I mean? So and, and it wouldn't be a Daily Mail by Writer interview uh, slash podcast if I didn't get a little like philosophical. But uh, my buddy explained to me it this way. He's like, he goes, with everything that we do in our lives, like there's always like something that's super important. Like, yeah, I got to do this thing at work. It's so important because I can make more money or I'm going to make the company happy and I might get a raise, right? Mm-hmm for us like man like i gotta get this video out this is great content people are gonna eat this up i'm gonna get more subscribers i'm gonna get more praise i'm gonna get more money but it's like not just money it's like the clout as well and like the feeling of like man this feels so good and he's like you know what's funny you know what like never has that same amount of importance is like spending time with your kids or like spending time with your significant other mm. it's like we we don't treat that like we do the deadline at work yet in 20 in 10 years and 15 years when your kid's 21 years old are you going to look back and wish that you treated your work more or, or like urgently or your yeah. youtube channel are you going to wish that you spent you know the time with your kids was more urgent and important yeah and for me like that's like that's done quite a number on me um because like like to get a little like real like i've spent so much time on youtube um, and to me, it's addicting, like the reward yeah. of the views and the profit and like getting a sponsor is like, man, I've, I did this, like yeah. I'm getting rewarded. People point to me, this is so sick, but like, I've like, and well, once it's a hundred percent like you too. It's not like yeah. another business where it could be like, you know, you need to have somebody else help you build this house so that you can sell it, you know, or, or whatever it yeah. is. Like, it's like a hundred percent you your personality your the i don't know what it is dopamine or whatever it is that's like released when you get like a new subscriber or like the thumbs up or a good comment but yeah it's a hundred percent addictive there's no doubt about it you know And, and and for me like i like eat that up but then at the end of it it's like now i'm at a spot where it's like cool like i like right here i have my hundred thousand subscriber and it's like I got that. And I, if you would have told me at 10,000 subscribers, like one, I'm going to get that. And two, like, I was so like, whatever, like, it doesn't matter. Right. And yeah. like, if you would have told me that, I'd be like, dude, what an idiot. Like, of course it matters. But like, I, I, and, and it's going to sound like a flex, but that's not the goal. Right. Like I have the sponsors. I have the fully carbon bike that I didn't pay for. I have 
an, a steady income from doing nothing. Like I haven't posted a video for a while, but I'm still getting a steady income. It's like I yeah. have everything that I thought would make me happy. I could do YouTube full time and I've turned that down multiple times. And yet at the end of it, it's, it's fun and it's cool. But for me personally, um, it doesn't fill me up. Like it mm -hmm. doesn't, it doesn't meet the needs that I, that I thought it might. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and that's funny how that is. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's a lot of life. Like these things we think we're going to make us so much happier. They do make us happier. They do satisfy for a time yet. Then they fade into the mundane and then we look for the next best thing. It, it, it's yeah. like a drug addiction. You get the hit and it's good, but then it fades. And so you got to find another hit. I mean, I, I am totally enjoying what I'm doing. I'm definitely not as successful as you are. Um, but I will say the happiest that I've been doing YouTube was when I first started when it was yeah. like brand new, like probably the first like 15 videos, you know, just where like, you don't have a clue what you're doing. All you want to do is that it's like, you know, it's like having a new girlfriend, right? You know, it's like, you want to spend every minute together. And yeah. You're like, she farts and you're like, oh, that was awesome. You know, like, <laughs> like that's so <laughs> Yeah, right. You know, like, I feel like that is, is the best part. And, and um, after that, then you just get really sucked into being successful. And I feel like you put yourself into a lot of, deadlines that maybe you don't need to and like self-imposed kind of things. And then you start judging yourself off of other people. Like mm -hmm. Josh started a year after me and he has a hundred thousand dollars or a hundred thousand, hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand subscriber plaque in, in the back of him. And I've been doing this for three years and I'm still wishing that I could get to 10,000, mm -hmm. you, you know, like, how, how does that affect you? You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, I don't want to say like, I, I think for some people it, it would maybe, maybe it's jealousy or something like that. But like, for me, I think I just end up using it as like a, a see dude, you're a failure. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, like there are so many people that would like be so stoked to have the level of success that I have. And to me, I, I, I'm instead now looking at it as like, obviously you're just not that good at it, man. <laughs> you know? I, I think it's attributed to Thomas Jefferson, but a lot of people say it like, uh, comparison is the thief of joy, Yeah, which is like, there, there's a lot of truth to that, man. Like yeah. when we pull out the measuring tape and we start comparing all of a sudden we feel worse than or better than yeah. those around us and it either puts us down or puts somebody else down like yeah. you're always putting somebody down yeah um and so that's where like once again like you nailed it like my favorite times was my, my favorite moment like it sounds this is gonna sound so weird uh my favorite moment was the first time i met another youtuber yeah. i mean his name was adam and he had 3000 subscribers. And I mm -hmm. thought this guy was like, Whoa. And I was like, Hey man, let's go ride Doothy Hill, which is like an, an hour South of me. And, yeah. and I was like, let's do a meetup. Like I, you've got 3000 people. I've got like 1500. I'm sure yeah. we can get people to show up. And so like we do this meetup, the weather looks terrible. Like we go ride together and Adam's like, dude, my channel's crap. Like yours is like <laughs> going to the moon. And I'm like, nah, man, like you're, you're killing it. Yeah. And, no one showed up. No one showed up. 
<laughs> and, and on the way out, one, one guy who was like, uh, his name was Josh. And, you know, uh, Josh looked like, uh, he looked like he was a little bit of a, a sketchy, shady dude. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that may sound bad, but I don't think it would offend him. And yeah. he just, he saw Adam. That was his name, my buddy. He was like, ah, Adam, trail chasers, dude. And he was just like so stoked. <laughs> and, I, and I just remember sitting there and I just remember thinking like, how cool is that? Like, right. he, like this guy has never met Adam and Adam yeah. made his day. And Adam's like, Hey, this is like Josh. Like this guy's going to be, but I don't know why, but I think, I think the, the joy of the unknown, like the joy of like, is there anyone out there? Like to yeah. me, that was so fun. And yeah. then slowly it's like, I, I see that like people are out there. And when you first do, you're like, what you watch me? That's so crazy. But yeah. then like, it be, like you, you nailed it. Like it just becomes, what you do and and it doesn't become as sexy or as cool as it was yeah. and it becomes like yep i i have to edit another video and i think yeah. that's what i miss i miss the joy of not being able to wait and excitement of making another video or the idea of yeah. meeting somebody that watches what i make and now like it's like i have that and i'm like oh, i have to make another video yeah. and someone's like dude i love your content and i'm like i'm like thank you thank you for watching my content but like I want to be your friend and I yeah. want to know you as a human. I don't just want you to know me as yeah. the guy who makes content, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's an odd world, man. It's an odd place yeah. to live in. Editing was really fun when I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> like, like if uh, I go back and watch any of my videos, I'm like, cut, cut, cut. Oh, went way too long there. Should have cut that up. Oh, didn't call it great that day, did you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and now yeah. it's like, now I know, I feel like I'm pretty good at it at this point. Like I'm not, you know, Steven Spielberg, but I, I got it down. And it's like such a laborious process. I thought it took a long time before. Now I'm like, oh yeah, you got to clean up that audio. You got to go get some sound. <laughs> you got to go get this. You got uh, you got to spend another two hours on your thumbnail or whatever the hell. It's like, oh my god, holy cow! But um, kind of circling back around. Not that I'm um, jealous or whatever uh, uh, of the other guys out there. What I wanted to do was was talk about how that kind of like got fixed for me. And it was actually my daughter where I was like talking about, you know, my channel not doing well and whatever. And she's like, but dad, you have like 8,000 subscribers. Like, I don't remember what the number was at the time we had the conversation. She's like, that's a lot of people. Like, like that's a lot. Like, yeah. Okay. It's not a hundred thousand, but that's still a lot of people. Yeah. Like, like you should be excited. Like, she's like, that's more people that are in my school. Like, you know, and you start yeah. thinking about it and you're like, okay, well this many people I could fill up that stadium with if they were there. And you're like, all right, why am I beating myself up? Just enjoy what you're doing, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just enjoy what you're doing. And, and it's definitely like, priceless every time that you meet somebody and they're like super excited about meeting you like yeah you're like the ones that get me to it and and this is i don't know who who lets their kids pay attention to my stuff i know i'm getting better <laughs> at cleaning it up but i tell you sometimes when these kids come up and they're like oh i love your channel and they just got this look of like they're meeting a celebrity on their face and i'm like First of all, where's your parents at? You got to talk with them. <laughs> Where are your parental supervisors? Right? You shouldn't be watching my stuff. Right? Yeah. 
I hope you're watching it without the volume on. That's what's going on, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't need to be listening to me. I'm definitely far from a good role model. But no, it's like, you know, that, that those moments, you know, are where you get like a message or an email from somebody that says, you know, hey, I broke my back, dude. And the whole time I was in the hospital, I watched your videos and made time go by. Thanks. And you're yeah. like, wow. I didn't think I was trying to do that. Like I was just trying to go ride bikes and drink beers when I'm done. I didn't know. <laughs> I just drink too much in my garage one night. I didn't know that actually like, helped you out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad, glad it was good for you. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's the truth, man. Like it, it, your daughter makes a very valid point, right? Like it, it's, we still like, and that's the thing is like, I set out to make videos to help people like whether it was helping with bike skills or just entertaining somebody yeah. or taking the stress out of their day. And we still get that from other people on YouTube. Yeah. And it's like, it's easy to forget that. And I think if anything, like <laughs> this is a good reminder for me, I could yeah. still do that. But seriously though, like it is a good reminder. Yeah. Like, you know, I had to get yeah. to the point where I was ready to completely quit before I kind of like was able to kind of pull myself together and be like, dude, do this for the reason that you enjoy, not for like, yeah the reasons that make you feel bad. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, like, so at that point I was like, you know what? I don't need to release a video or two videos every week. Like I'll do like one a month because that allows me to like spend time with the lady and the kids and not be stressed out about it. And you know, Hey, maybe and I'll that, do a podcast on Sundays. That only takes a couple hours. <laughs> there you go. And, and that's actually something that's been very much in the front of my mind. Um, and in fact, I'm I'm wrestling through some of it that I can't share too much of. But um, you know, no, I kind of landed on like I really I like the idea of being sponsored. I like the idea of like, hey, I have an outlet. I can represent mm -hmm. a company, and that it, it's a win-win situation. Uh, but for me, it's like, it's, it's, it's made me lose my joy a little bit. Like I love mm -hmm. the joy of like making a video about whatever the heck I wanted to, that I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. And then now it's not that I can't do that. It's just, that has to take a back seat to, yeah. all right, what's my commitment and what video do I need to put out because of my sponsorship? Yeah. And so for me personally, like I, I'm already looking towards the next year and even the next month going, how do I set up my YouTube channel so that I can get that back so yeah. that I don't feel this burden to create something. And instead I can either not have sponsors or only bring on sponsors and maybe at a very lower, much lower rate and just say, mm -hmm. Hey, here's what you can expect from me. Here's what you can't expect from me. And if you're not, if you're not able to play, no, no worries at all. And yeah, then again, yeah. If they say yes, then that's the person you want to be sponsored by. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. I feel like that's that's a good way to approach it, man. I mean, you got to keep yourself happy, and if you aren't, then you're not going to continue doing what you're doing. And and I can I'll just I'll just be straight. Like the one thing is like I love comparing like other bike brands and like bike mm. products and like the new bike that came out. I used to love just pooping on everyone's cereal, like oh yeah. the Ritmo is the best bike ever. I'm like. No, it's not. And I'll say yeah. it first. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love that. And now I'm like, oh man, like I can't even like, I could ride the new bikes, but it has to be like super undercover. It's like, I would love yeah. to get back to like, that brought me joy just to be a troll and just to be funny and try new stuff. And so I, uh, I, I try to like not take products to do reviews and stuff like that because of exactly what you just said. Like, yeah, 
so I don't have a, a sponsorship in the terms that you do, but like whenever you get something for free, typically you're getting it in terms of you're going to, you know, talk about it in a video. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes like you get things that are offered to you that really don't have anything to do with your channel. And you're, you're just like, well, I don't want that. And like, so here's a good example, right? Um, they have these like, like things that, that are for your muscles that like, kind of like, uh, it's not like a massager it's just like kind of like beats you it's like oh like steroid a real... sure yeah huh? yeah what steroid, steroid? <laughs> no. no you know oh, what yeah, the... it's like a, it's like a yeah, percussion yeah. device or something like that you know so like the lady has been talking about getting one of those for a while and then i get one you know as an offer of like hey do you want to like have this on the channel and it's like on one hand it's like well i don't want to spend 200 dollars for that thing <laughs> but I also don't want to do an edit of talking about that thing either. It's like, yeah. She's like, well, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to do that. Like, I think that would be interesting. Other people might, might want to get one too. And that's like, you'd be helping them. I'm like, yeah, but it like brings on this stress of like exactly what you just said a minute ago. It's like, no, I wanted to do a video about this other trail that I rode. But yeah. as soon as I get that, that dude's like, uh, so when's the video coming out? when's it coming out when's it coming out yeah. <laughs> like and you're like yeah. oh i guess i gotta do that now but that screwed up my plan for this other you know it's like it's just not that easy and it just it just like it gets like it's more fun just to make your own content and and do what you want to do you know that that is the truth man and like people don't understand like that pressure like even if it is that like random chinese like massager thing it's yeah, like, yeah that pressure and like just like seeing the email that you don't want to reply to and like yeah. i don't reply to that's like i know i need to make a video about it at the end of the day it doesn't really matter but i feel this pressure too like it's just it's yeah. not it's not fun and somebody asked me it was it was a good question like why do, why don't why doesn't josh have a patreon i do have a patreon and you should not support it and i used to i tried patreon and it was that additional pressure of like if people are giving me money directly like I need to create something unique enough for them. And that, that pressure to me, I was like, I can't do that. Like I make enough just from YouTube and from my sponsors that I don't need to ask anybody for anything else. And now we're getting into a viewpoint on Patreon, which I'll, I'll just say it very like to the blunt and to the point. I, I personally do not think most people should get Patreons unless they are patrons, unless they're extremely clear like, hey, I need this for this, or hey, I don't need this, but this is why I would like you to do this anyway, which I think you do a good job of, Robert. And that's like what my current Patreon is. It's like, hey, I'm not going to give you anything, but if you like my channel and you want to give me two bucks a month, I'll take it. <laughs> and people will do it. I'm like, thanks, guys. I, yeah, really I was going to say, I don't have any sponsors or make enough money from YouTube to, um, to be like, I don't need a Patreon. So those of you guys that are listening that want to <laughs> continue hearing the Biker Bar podcast or seeing my monthly biker channel videos, join my freaking Patreon because without it, I will stop doing YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and, see, and see right there. Money is not showed up for me. So I need Patreon. If you guys want some stickers, it's five bucks a month. You'll get a sticker pack. If you just want to beer in my beer fridge, it's a buck a month and you get access to the coupons that I have on there, you'll save more than, you'll definitely save more than $12 off the coupons that I have. And, and you can people, get a patron and then you can, you can be proud. 
and people, you have to realize like that money is that beer is directly fueling this interview right here. So you have oh, to make Robert. 100%. Yeah, you have to become a patron. If I didn't uh, have patrons, there would be no empty beer bottles behind me. You guys would be yeah. just looking at some dumb window. <laughs> <laughs> and see, for me, it's the exact opposite plea of like, hey guys, if you become a Patreon, I'm not going to make videos because I'm going to feel indebted and then I'm going to have too many things I have to do and it's going to cause me to want to do nothing. So don't do it. Go go make Robert your Patreon thing, not me, and then me and him will both keep making videos. It'll be great. So tell me about dailymtbwriter.com because I was looking it up. I found it out there. Yeah. It has the little icon that comes next to the URL that's that's your icon. Yeah. But the page itself says coming soon. And I'm pretty yeah. sure it's been that way for a long time. Um, yeah, since December, because I had a site and you could buy stickers and t-shirts. But then I was constantly having to mail out stickers and t-shirts. And I wasn't making money from it. And I'm like, why am I committing and I, this makes me sound so lazy but if you go back to like the conversation about family it's like i want to make like goofy funny or just me videos on youtube that people enjoy mm-hmm. and that's it like i don't want to have to ship out stickers every day and have somebody go you, i i made an order two weeks ago when literally your daughter was born but i, I didn't know that and i haven't got my <laughs> stickers yet and i'm like I don't care about your stickers, man. <laughs> My daughter was born. And then I'm like, hey, babe, I know that you like are tired because you've been like having feeding a child that I need to go to the post office to deliver <laughs> these stickers. If I don't give oh, this like, kid so... these stickers right now, we're going to be yeah. – the house might get burned down. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, the reason I don't have a website, I don't have a membership on YouTube, I don't have a Patreon is because <laughs> – I'm 29 years old with two young kids, and I said, to heck with it. I need that junk. I'm fine. <laughs> so that's why. Well, the Squarespace space background that's on there with the water moving around saying it's coming soon or something like that is very like uh, relaxing. So you can just go there and stare at, at the website and maybe someday, according to the what's written on there, it's coming soon. So yeah. soon yeah. is relative, though. It could be like like... <laughs> If you believe in Pangea, I mean, maybe they were like coming soon, seven continents. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't, I don't, I don't crap on anybody who's like, hey, support the channel, follow me on Patreon, go do this on on Instagram or whatever. I, I'm just like, hey, you want to follow the channel? Like, if I put out a video, that's good. Watch it. If I don't, don't watch it. Like, there we yeah. go. That supports me. And that, and once again, it's not. It's not a anything else anybody else is, does. I think is bad. I just realized, like for me in my life right now, like that's what I can do, and I think that for me that's got to be good enough. And if it's not, I understand. What's your favorite video that you made? Uh, my favorite video that I've ever made is probably still the my scooter and putting a bike rack on it. To oh, me, yeah, that was good. That that was just like it was a dream I always had, and I was like, I, I don't have a lot of money to spend, but I'm gonna make it happen, and I made it happen. And everyone who saw me was honking and pointing and <laughs> laughing, and they just thought like this guy is the dumbest guy in the world, and I love that. And my mini truck video is yeah. probably the second one for the same reason. I was gonna say we had the truck, man. 
Oh, I, I still have it. It's just, it's stored at my parents' house uh-huh. and my wife, my wife wants me to sell it and I t- keep trying to push it off and I'm like, right. Hey, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, that has nothing to do with you selling your miniature. I'm like, but babe, people have gotten COVID, therefore, and then I just walk away. So anyway. Uh, no. <laughs> you ever watch It's Always Sunny in, in Philadelphia? Yes. It yeah. reminds me of something like Charlie would say, like, uh, yeah. Uh, well, you see the front the front right axle sometimes veers to the right, and so it's traffic hazards. Yeah, you didn't totally. you really didn't say anything. <laughs> what? what? So anyway, uh, oh, I, I, still, I, I still have the mini truck. It still runs great. Uh, it's it's stored at my parents' place. They live like 15 minutes away, and I'm gonna make I'm gonna make two more videos. One video where I want to take it four by fouring, just because that would be the funniest video ever yeah. and that see the mini truck embodies what i love i love making videos that make people go what is wrong with this guy and i'm just I like want, <laughs> i want yeah, the I, I want the mini truck with the scooter in the back of it with the bike on the scooter yeah yeah like the triple inception yeah yeah. Well, yeah, yeah yeah you can totally like you, you got your vehicle at the bottom and then you drive the the scooter to the top then you ride yeah. your bike down and then you go back up and get your your scooter I mean, it's basically it like an e-bike, except for like with two vehicles. Yeah, it's a it's a gas <laughs> bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, there's nowhere to shuttle in Bellingham right now, unless it's like unsanctioned trails. So, yeah, so but I, yes, I, I, I do want to make that video. But anyway, the scooter bike video and the mini truck video are probably my two favorite just because they're goofy and they're funny. And that's what I'm all about. Yeah. So yeah. I want to ask you this. I know you're going to sidestep it. Have you talked to your uh, your your patrons about what you do for a job? Uh, no, for your I subscribers. Haven't. You have never told your subscribers, Robert. I am ready to tell the world. I I have no reason not to tell people. If you want are it you to serious? be revealed, yeah, I'll tell are, everybody on your your podcast. And I are you dead little... serious? I didn't really. I thought you were just going to give me like your normal Josh kind of answer. I work for the FBI. Oh, and... I I I will tell people, Robert. You can even make your own little video clip about this. If oh, it'll be a clip if you tell me. It's definitely <laughs> going to be a clip. So when I first started the channel, um, I did not tell people what my job was, uh, and I'll explain why now. But it, it soon became like kind of a fun thing, right? Like. People would be like, what's he do? Like, is he a teacher? Is he an FBI agent? And I'm like, nah. And I would always say, like, I love my job, but I don't want to talk about it. Like, it's just kind of what I do. And I just want to enjoy mountain biking. And anyway, I always said you were in marketing. I thought you were in marketing. Yeah. And and you thought that, and other people did too, because of like my logo and stuff. And uh, what I actually do is I am a pastor at a Christian church, which is super interesting. People in the comments. How are all the people in the comments know this, right? So you've like secretly been telling everybody, huh? I tell, and I I always told people on the channel, like, hey, if you meet me in real life, I'll tell you what I do in real life. Um, And for me, it became more of like a, it was just super interesting to see how people responded. And Mm -hmm. almost everybody always responds in the same way. They're like, oh, like, that's like, I know what that is. That's very interesting. Um, A lot of people are like, I'm not really, like, I don't really know what you do, like, but that's cool. And you like mountain biking, you're a good dude. So I like you. And you're like, oh, cool. Um, And so that's like, I I literally, Robert, this is what I did. Like you you and I have talked about, you're like, yeah, I like to tell people I'm a a garbage man. It'd be like telling somebody like, yeah, I'm a morticianist. Like I like like (laughs) process dead bodies. And people would be like, wow, like, I know people do that. 
that's very interesting. I don't know hardly anything about it besides the <laughs> fact that one day you'll process my body, but good for you. And that's exactly how people treat the fact that I'm a pastor. Yeah. So I, uh, I was a youth pastor. So I worked with middle school and high school students. Now I'm a associate pastor, which is basically, it's like, not like the main guy at the church. It's like a secondary dude, but, um, you're, yeah, like, the so right, you're, I, you're like the right hand man. You're yeah. The bag. Like, you carry all the bags and now you get, and you, you're not just doing coffee anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They exactly. let you pick up the donut. You get to pick out the donuts too. <laughs> I get the donuts and the dry cleaning. Right. So, uh, <laughs> and so I think uh, what it is, is that you were a youth pastor and you're just like sticking with your people as they get older. There we go. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> um, so you'll be pastor by the time that they're all like out there in the congregation. Like. Ex exactly. <laughs> yes, you nailed it. But no, I, like, and and what I what I came to realize, like, what I said is like most people are like, oh, that's just super interesting. But I realized too, like, religion's pretty taboo. But as a lot of you who have met me in real life, like, realize, like, I I love people for who they are. Like, if I believe that you know, I believe in God. Some people don't, but I still love them as people. Like, and we still love mountain biking and yeah, believe uh, me, I, he's friends with me. So <laughs> <laughs> we're like good friends. Right. Like, and, um, and unfortunately just like in any industry, there's like people who get bad reps. Like, yes, there's some Christians who get really bad reps of like having to stick up their butt and just being a bad time. And I'm like, yeah, right. I don't like those people either. But anyway, right, <laughs> yeah. right. um, but no, so yeah, that's, that's what I do. And, uh, at the end of the day, I like that's my top priority, and mountain biking has always been second. And it's kind of odd that like my core belief, like my religious belief, is directly tied in with my job. And so because of that, um, YouTubing and mountain biking has always come second to that. Like we're actually like third behind my family. Mm -hmm. um, but but for me, that's why I'm not a full time YouTuber. Like I had an option to become a full time YouTuber. Like the budget added up. I I had the skills. I could pump. I could pump that sucker and grow the channel and it would mm -hmm. be fine. But I, for me at the end of the day, like I realized like, would I feel personally fulfilled making videos for YouTube or would I feel fulfilled being a, my job as a pastor, like leading people spiritually? And I was like, you know what? Like that is what really fills me up. And YouTube is like, it's a really fun thing that still fills me up, but just not as much. So that's yeah. why that's like also answers the question of like why I don't do YouTube full time, like everybody else who's my size. So mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, it's interesting. It's definitely, um, I bet that was a, like, kind of like a tough decision to kind of come to, like, because on one hand, you're growing the channel, and from the time that you have one subscriber until you get to that point, like, that is your goal, right? You're, like, yeah. somewhere in the back of your mind, even if you tell everybody you don't want to do YouTube full time, you're like, but if I could that would be really fun, you know? Yeah. And so like, once you get to that point and you have it as an option, then it's like, Oh, well, like you, you really had to take a, a, a hard look at it and decide. Yeah. Was that tough to, was that tough to, to come to, or was it pretty easy? Like, no, I actually yeah. love what I do better. It, it was, it was tough. Like it, for me, it was very tough because I was like, Hey, like I could, um, I could just like help out as like a part-time employee or for mm -hmm. free and like help what other people do. Uh, like, and if people aren't like raised in a church, it's kind of like odd to explain. But anyway, I was like, yeah, like um, I could still just be like a, a really good member and like, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Like 
and my wife would tell you, she was like, yeah, the, like you could do it full time, but it's really nice just to have like additional income for things like uh, retirement and college investing. Like, so my yeah. son actually can pay for him to go to college and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, yeah. It'll all be free by then anyway. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll just be all, uh, we'll be the, the country of Mexico. Anyway. You can just um, send me the money, dude. It's good. <laughs> join, join my Patreon. There's a spot where you can just pick how much you want to put in there. Just pick thousands. Yeah. Thousands of dollars. Yeah. yeah. You have all this money from all the sponsors. Obviously the dump truck load of YouTube money showed up <laughs> at your house and you could just like make a little deferral over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But oh my goodness, I'll talk about that in a sec. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I did make that call and it was a tough one. I think it, at the time, but I really did like settle with the fact of like, I sleep better at night and I know I'm going to be fulfilled doing my job that I love. Um, and YouTube, it, it's not going anywhere for me. It's still something really fun to do. Yeah. Um, that that's where I landed. And now on this side of it, it's like, yeah, it's actually really nice. Like it is nice. Like I said, 401k, you know, kids yeah, call yeah. Fun. I did pre-order a Tesla truck. I bought a new truck a couple of months ago. It's very nice. And that's like additional, like blessings of like, this is so cool. I mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to do this, but because I make goofy videos of me busting my nuggets on a mountain bike, like people, you know, watch yeah, yeah. um, but Robert, on on the thing of like sending you a check, I would love to send you a check for millions of dollars because, as you know, Robert, I make millions on my YouTube I'm really channel. Happy now. You but the truth is, at the end of the day, it. after you pay taxes for the money you do make from like YouTube <laughs> alone, uh, it doesn't end up being as much as you thought. And then this is the reality that you and wah, I both wah, live in: wah. is that. <laughs> Even though I make more money, it just means I spend way more money on YouTube oh, stuff. Believe me, <laughs> so I know, dude. We're I, always in the hole, man. <laughs> I like to joke around about it, but I totally know exactly where you're coming from. I yeah. remember there was a time in my life when I must have been in my early 20s. And like I remember thinking, like, if I could only make $30,000, if I could make $30,000 a year, like, I would have so much extra money. Like, like I remember thinking like, man, like that would like, like that, the rent would be easy to pay. We'd be able to go do whatever we want. Like I definitely make well over that now. And I'm still like looking at like 33,000. Is that I think, like, keep going. like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> 33 and a half. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it, you're always just looking a little bit further out. You know, it's like, you definitely just spend more you know you like you get a more expensive car or a bigger house or uh go on more vacations or like we go out to eat a lot you know like i i didn't realize how much money i was spending on us going out to eat until covid (laughs) because it's like all of a sudden i'm like i'm like buying the same amount of bike parts that i normally buy but for some (laughs) reason my bank account is like not empty and i'm like a thousand more dollars in there right i thought something like i I literally thought i forgot to pay a bill or something i was like there's no way like where did all this money come from and then i realized like i'm not buying lunch every day we're not going out to dinner a couple of times a week and you know it's just like all these little things that that went away when we were all of a sudden just inside and i was like damn, I should have bought more bike parts. 
<laughs> well, an interesting side note, once again, not to get too like philosophical, but uh, I read something interesting. I did a little bit of research on it. Um, in a book I was reading, they were saying uh, that the pinnacle of happiness for paycheck, like regardless of where you live, whether you live in San Jose where, you know, gas costs like $22 a gallon or you live in podunk middle of nowhere, they say once you hit $75,000 a year, the more money you make, you will not become more happy. Like up until then, like, hey, you're able to do more vacations or plan more for, yeah, for yeah. the future. But after you hit that point, like it's just more – <clears throat> mo money, mo problems. And like, I, <laughs> I did some research on that and like thought about it for myself, right? Because with, you know, my job plus YouTube, I do make yeah. more than that now. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, like that to me has like become true. Like it really is. Like the more money you have, the nicer the vehicles you buy or the more hobbies you have. Therefore, the more money and time you invest in those things, like it doesn't bring about more happiness. It brings about more crap or fun yeah. things. That take a lot of time and stuff. Anyway, I just well, thought that was so interesting. Yeah, like here's a good example. Before I had my YouTube channel and I was making money from Patreon, please join my Patreon. I had to work <laughs> on my bike all the time, right? Because there is no way I'm paying somebody $35 or $40 to, I don't know, like get my my shifting dialed in, right? Because yeah. A, I couldn't afford it. And B, I couldn't afford it. So yeah. the only way it was going to happen was C, do it yourself, dude. You know, and, and yeah. now it's like, okay, well, I have, like, let's say some income coming from that. And it's, do I have the time to go out and spend X amount of time in my garage, like, thinking around with that? Or can I take it to the shop, have somebody else work on it, and then I can, you know, use my time doing something that's, you know, more beneficial or spending with my family or editing instead of, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. the running the YouTube channel, it takes a lot of time. Like, yeah. like it, it is definitely not the commitment that I thought I was getting into when I decided I was going to have a channel, you know? Yeah. And, um, I think that that's, you know, one of those things. So yeah, I agree with you, man. 75,000. That sounds about right. So yeah. I, I got about 40 grand more to go and then I should be there. Yeah. Well, you said 43, <laughs> so it's only 41 and a half, Robert, 41 and a half. You'll get there. Um, I'm, I, I do common core math, so don't worry about it. Yeah. And, and Robert, <laughs> just remember, you don't have to pay for bike maintenance as long as your spare room's open for me, and then I do it all for you when I get there because I see how oh. messed up your bike is. And then I, I do I remember bike, that. And then I see Moonlight Leatherfoot's bike, and then I shut my mouth. I'm like, your bike yeah, is yeah, there was nothing that needed to be fixed. <laughs> nothing to touch there. <laughs> That's right. Didn't I talk you into putting my tires on or something like that? Yeah, you're I'm like I had the tire. I was I was meaning to put it on, and you were you were like holding a beer. Like I I had that tire. And anyway, <laughs> I, you, no. I think the tire had like three plugs in it, and you're you're like, dude, you're not riding Downingville with this. And I'm like, yeah, it'll be fine. And you were like, yeah, no, that, seriously, you can't be doing that. And I was like, it will be fine, dude. I've been riding like that for a couple of weeks. <laughs> you didn't ask me to do anything. I just realized how stupid you were in your bike maintenance, and I was like, this guy's gonna die if I don't help him. And so then again, I was like, I could let him die, but then I would feel guilty. Right. So, yeah. 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 You're like, my channel's not big enough for this really to go viral. So, <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. No, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I do um, take advantage of my friends, though. I will do that. I definitely will be like, hey, dude, come here and uh, help me work on my bike. And then I'll drink beer and then they'll do it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you make friends with the fellow fix guys. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
except for the guy that I was friends with is not doing the truck anymore. So I saw that. Yeah. He's like doing He's working in the back office or doing something. I don't know what he, he's not in the van. That's all I know. And I'm like, so how do I approach this with the new guy? Like, um, yeah. the other dude used to like help me out like financially on this thing. <laughs> yeah. He's I can't do it. Now I'm back to do, I'm back to working on my own bike again. Hey, I will say the one thing that I would, that I have loved being a YouTuber. I don't know if you've got this with a local shop is getting in with a local shop and getting shop employee pricing on stuff is a game changer. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry if I tell people how the bacon's made, but that's like the best thing in the world. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely like the, uh, the discounts that, that I would have spent the money anyway, but this is the thing. <laughs> True. I don't think like, like I, I'm probably spending the same amount of money but now instead of having one bike, I have two, right? Yep. So. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you come into my world and I have like six bikes and I'm yeah. like, I thought six bikes would be so cool. And now I'm like, I can't wait to sell all these bikes and just have one bike again. Really? Let me see what I got. One. You have more than I do. I think I have four of my own in this garage. Yeah. So there you go there there and you know you've been in this garage there's bikes all over the place so that you know the lady has a couple of bikes kid has a couple of bikes i got rid of some because trent moved out because he he's he, he went in the military so yeah that was like a road bike and a mountain bike that i got rid of or just not i can't remember anymore i think just a mountain bike yeah because yeah. when we rode road i would just ride my single speed well, and you have to wear spandex and latex, and that's just a. I'm not one of those guys. I'm actually, I still dress like a mountain biker on a road bike, and what I like are you give. Going, man. Oh, dude, I just give everybody dirty looks, and like they look at me and they're like, "Obviously, this guy hasn't been riding very long. Look at the size of his belly." <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, every time I see a big guy on a road bike, I'm like, "That's what I think about road biking." It's <laughs> <laughs> Pedaling around like eating donuts, like yeah, I burn so many calories. Munch, 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 munch. Like, I don't understand why they why they do that. And then they wear all these like super tight clothes. It's like, dude, you're fat, man. You can't yeah. be wearing that. Like it looks good on the the 120 pound chick or the 155 pound dude. It looks all right, but when you're freaking 270, dude. Hang it up, man. You're not like getting any more like extra like velocity out of your 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 suit that you're wearing. You're not winning a gold medal, dude. You're not even you're not even gonna be in the same zip code as yeah. Lance Armstrong. You're not. So wear a baggy yeah. shirt, wear some baggy shorts, go out there and don't look like a like a sausage. Please. But 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 then again, Robert, <laughs> I just want to let you know at the end of the day. If if you're if you have a significant other and you're worried about what other people of the same sex or the opposite sex think about you, then like maybe you should reprioritize. Because like, if I'm a if I look like an elephant stuffed into a sausage casing, I think I'm beautiful just the way I'm in. So does my wife. So if you're like, dude, you look awful. Like you look so fat. I'm like, you like what you see? Like I don't care. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, dude, that's just awful. <laughs> hey, so, hey around the shape right now oh dude i'm uh, sure you put on some, i'm sure you put on some weight with that with with the uh with the baby uh, you start uh, eating with the lady i am like i i think i'm like 40 pounds heavier than when i started my youtube channel and i keep thinking yeah this this month this month i'll, I'll start i'll start <laughs> dude, it's I'll a story of my life <laughs> you know somebody said something to me a long time ago and i think about it all the time they're like 
man, I wish I was as fat as I was the last time I thought I was fat. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. Like, Thank you. Like the last time I thought I was fat was like 40 pounds ago. And, and yeah. when, like, I'm like, man, I'd, I'd, I'd be cool if I was that fat again. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh man, I hit 180 again. What am I doing with my life? And now I'm like, man, I was doing everything right with my life. <laughs> oh lord well it is what it is right yeah oh man so we're getting ready to wrap up Let, let's do a couple of quick ones here um what now i just totally forgot what i was gonna ask you oh what, what, what youtube channels do you watch what do you like to watch uh i really like mark rober recently mm -hmm. he's the guy who works for nasa and he uh he does uh he just did a video on squirrels like just look up mark rober and squirrels during covid that's the best video i've seen in a long time All right. um, but my favorite youtuber is this guy named william osmond who is uh -huh. like uh he's like an electrical engineer no his buddy is an electrical engineer anyway the dude's a, a crazy genius he loves cats he's as quirky as can be and <laughs> nothing nothing makes me laugh more than that guy i've actually like sad thing i haven't watched much mountain bike youtubing way like i used to like watch it religiously right and then i would watch a little bit and right now it's like very very slim to none i used to do um well at like my biker camps i'd always do jeopardy yeah you know and a lot of it would be like based off of like people's content that they put out and i'm yeah. like man i'm glad covid happened because i don't know what i would do to come up with jeopardy questions right now because i'm not watching as much of the mountain biker stuff either yeah i'd have to yeah. call in it call a friend i'd call everybody up and have them write their own questions hey give me a good question about you dude yeah. Oh, there's one more channel I gotta share because oh, okay. I I like can't get enough of it. It's called Cart Narks. So Cart everyone Narks. knows like what a narc is, and it's right. this guy. He's on some um, radio show, and like they, I, I guess they came up with this idea of like he's like, don't you hate it when people have a shopping cart and they just leave it in the middle of a parking spot or put it up on a curb, and oh, they're, yeah, they're yeah. just lazy and they don't put it back in the cart. And this guy's like, no, what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make magnets. And I'm going to videotape me calling people out. And I'm going to tell them I'm a cart narc. I don't work for the store. All I do. And so literally, it's just like all these <laughs> videos of like grown people. And this guy's like, uh, and he just walks up to people. And he's just like, whoop, 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 scootily doop. Uh, Ma'am, you did not put your cart back the right way. And they're like, they're like, uh, don't, don't you work here? Like, aren't I giving you a job? And he's like, no, no, I do not work here. I work for the cart narcs. And I'm narking you out. And he always says his line. His line's always, he's, he's like, because you're a lazy bones. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> He doesn't say like you're a lazy f. It's not yeah, like yeah. it's just like you're a lazy bones. And all these grown adults act like two year old children. Like I worked hard all day. I'm not putting that cart back. Or oh, this is how you spend your time, guy. Is this really how you spend your time? And the guy's like, well, well, I'm gonna put this magnet on your car. And then people are like, you can't touch my car. You and he's like, damn, I can't touch your car. That's not illegal. And then he touches their car. And he's like, this is the face of the property. And I, I literally like, I just would watch this guy. And I'm like, this is my favorite YouTube channel I've ever seen because he's just giving no Fs and just telling people, <laughs> put your cards back. That's uh, pretty good, man. I'm going to have to, I'm definitely going to have to check that one out. It's always interesting when I ask that question because there's so much content out there. You know, it's just like yeah. unbelievable amounts of channels and people out there. And it's, it's really cool. It's actually what a great medium that we're lucky to be part of. Right. Yeah. Sweet, dude. Holy crap, man. You got the two hours out of me. 
<laughs> I was worried really at the beginning. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man, I don't know if I could talk to this dude for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> dude, how much did I pay him why... again? I can't remember how much I paid him again. <laughs> uh, I think it was like half half your salary, so like at least five thousand dollars. Anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, you're in, dude. You're Steve, in. Steve Y says he, all he's going to do now is watch the rest of Carton Arc. Steve, <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're going to get addicted, dude. It's hilarious. Oh, it sounds like it sounds like I'm in for the night too. So that's definitely going to yeah. happen. Um, any advice to people starting a channel before before we take off? Yeah, uh, make videos that you want to watch and don't stop making them. That's I, I get asked that all the time. Mm-hmm. If you make videos that you yourself would be excited to click on and view, then other people would be excited to click and view on those as well. And if you do that and keep making videos, you'll go to the moon. That's awesome, man. Good advice, yeah. dude. Definitely is. So let's do let's let's wrap this up, man. I really appreciate you being on the show, dude. It's uh definitely a great time chatting with you. I, I miss we used to have a lot of late night conversations and sometimes have a couple of beers and chat, but obviously with the with the little baby, that's that's not been happening much. So I guess I'm gonna have to come up there after the COVID or something. Dude, Check please out. do. That'll be fun. You can, we can do a video once you get your Tesla truck with your baby truck inside of the Tesla truck with the scooter inside of the baby truck with the bike on top of the scooter. And then, and then we'll have Leonardo DiCaprio on the top <laughs> with like a skinny top. Just watching it. Yeah. Sexy. Yeah. It, it's definitely going to happen. I could just stand out the sunroof, like with my eyes spread, <laughs> like out on the front of the boat or something, you know, <laughs> there we go. So, so anyways, let, let's, uh, let's do this. I got, I got, I got buttons to push. Check this out. Here's a code for Tasco that I was talking about earlier because they sponsored the show and you got to hear it because they sponsored it or I was going to do it anyway. Who knows, right? But either way, so they got great products. Check out this link, bit.ly slash B1 Tasco. It'll take you over there. You can get 15% off. Pick up the new shorts. That's a great price. They're amazing. They will change your life you'll honestly un, like question why you bought cheap shorts in the past. The summer gloves heard, are a must right now. Yeah, I heard you don't need an e-bike if you buy their new shorts. It's yeah, it's just, <laughs> the e-bikes go away. The other thing that I wanted to say earlier too is they have a they have some shirts on there that are made for riding. They're like half cotton, half something else, like baby Jesus hair or something like that. But sure. the thing that is great about them is they they wick the sweat a little bit but they're also longer. So if you are still wearing the cheap shorts where your butt falls out, they're long mm-hmm. enough to keep your butt crack shit like hot hidden. I like there that. So that's a good, it's a plus. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the best sales pitch I've heard in a long time, man. These hey, YouTube man. ads got nothing on you. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing until <laughs> they come and sponsor the biker bar <laughs> podcast. And you know, that's, that's the way it goes. Hey, once again, definitely. Um, if you guys haven't already subscribed to the channel, def- definitely do that. It, it makes me happy, and then I don't have to take drugs. And um, we all know from the conversation <laughs> earlier, you don't want to see me starting to crack because nope. Josh will have to do it then, and then we'll move on to heroin. Don't do that. Hit subscribe. Yes. Hit like button. Tell your friends about it. Share it. Whatever you got to do. The other thing is next week, same time, same channel, it's going to be Jordan Boostmaster. I haven't talked to him yet. That'll be a, a really fun one because... I don't know much about them, so I'm gonna. It's gonna be definitely a, a little bit inquisitive. Thanks again, Josh. I really appreciate yep. it. You're right. an awesome guest. I can't wait till. I guess we, you can come back on episode 100. So now that Sounds you did good. episode 50 with me, everybody out there, remember it only takes a bike to be a biker. So get out and be one.
<laughs> oh, let's see if we can end this. 